0: Because we've got a lot of movie movie premieres of late with Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah. Like, what's your what's one of your favorite like memories of a late like a uh, going to the midnight movie when it first premieres or like a the first premiere of a movie? You know what I mean? Like we don't do midnight sweet anymore but we yeah. used to.
1: So you, you wouldn't just include the Thursday night previews shows like if it's Th- at like seven or whatever. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. I see that. And see that started later because I think right. a, a lot of that. Really kind of happened. Well, I won't say this is the only reason, but like I remember. Oh, it was the dark night thing, yeah. After no, I was working at the yeah, theater. After, no, they after, literally,
1: after, at least that's why Regal did it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because
0: yeah. yeah, it, was, it was the Aurora stuff, yeah. is that literally yeah, well, right like,
1: after that, they're like. Well, and also to make more money, because they, the they have showings the at sad, 7 till 10. that part, yes. They have showings from 7 till 10. And now they even do it in the afternoon. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's some.
0: Yeah. I was, when I was in Austin, Barbie was like showing at 4 p.m. <laughs> on a Thursday. I was like, what? Why are we, it's, it's yeah. like but the release date's on tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's just, but no, but
1: back it's, yeah, yeah
0: it's, we've kind of changed the way, like it's by, by the end. It's like, did we, you go to
1: the Harry Potter midnight? I didn't go to the Harry Potter I went
0: midnight. to, yes, I went to the, the part one and part two. Yeah.
1: I just remember everybody like freaking, so I have, freaking out. Yeah, I
0: have two, I have some stories with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if i us told this, on, this on, on the episode here. So for Harry Potter one, part, uh, Harry Potter, Deathly House part one, I was in college. For some reason that week, because it was leading up to Thanksgiving or something, they had the football our football game on a Thursday night. I will never understand this, but mm-hmm. we had an Alabama football game on a Thursday night. It was so weird. And so what happened was it was premiere, and like for some people, depending on where you're at in the country, you either have assigned seating or no assigned seating. Where I'm from, and I don't think it's I think it's still this way. There's no assigned seating at yeah. my theater, so you show up, wait in line, right, and and kind of hope you get a good seat is kind of the thing. And Harry Potter, exactly. And I'm waiting for my buddy because again, we also at this point in time of ten years ago, you can't just sh- send someone like your, the ticket you have on your phone. Yeah, yeah. you have to be there <laughs> at the same exact time. When he got off work, Alabama football game just ended. Oh shit! And he is stuck in traffic for an hour. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm so pissed because I'm sitting in my car, and I have to call him up because he doesn't know how to get. He's like, he's from a kind of different area of the, of the city, so he doesn't know my side town that well. So I'm having to like coach him on how to get through all the traffic. Like you go down this road, you go go through this neighborhood, this neighborhood. And he finally gets there at like 11. And then we get in line and have to wait for like a whole other hour. So we get into the theater and, and that's, that's the thing about Barbenheimer recently. It's the the thing I can compare it most to is Potter. And then dark Knight rises with like how like intense everything is with people with that. And like people dressed up, people excited but we they have they're running they're going us into the, the potter we're in line and these two dudes try to sneak in and skip the entire line outside and the cop like throws one of them out and the other guy goes and gets concessions. and so we're in line and we're walking up we hand them our ticket and the people look at us and go you have to leave and i go what because <laughs> i've been here now for like three hours and they go the cops telling you you have to leave, and I turn around, and the guy that they were trying to kick the kick out before is behind me. Is like it's that guy. I was like, it ain't us. Yeah, you can throw him out of here. And the cop like comes and gets that guy. And I was like, I'm not missing this movie for this <laughs> for this dude who's trying to skip lines. And then my other favorite part of that same screening is that we're in the we're in the theater, and and I remember we were up in like a, the seats were so odd because we were like I had a friend's texting me saying like we're in this theater, we got two seats. They're in the back corner. And they're, like, in the, the worst place, basically, in the theater, but they're in the same theater as us. And so we're in these two seats, and it's, like, overlooking, like, where you walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in that weird kind of angle where, like, basically a wall's right in front of you, and you're looking over the wall to see the theater. But this dude, for some reason, just, like, barrels down the stairs and tries to look cool and, like, jump over the, the like, wall where the stairs <laughs> are. And his, his foot... <laughs> Hooks the top of the stairs and just falls flat on a space <laughs> in front of this packed theater. And me and my buddy Tyler are the only ones who actually get to see him fall flat on the space because we're in those weird seats. Oh, yeah, seats. you see that. right? And right I was like just that. like, you know what? Tonight was all worth it for that. <laughs> whatever happens in this movie, whatever happens to Dobby, this is gonna be the moment this guy to remember for the rest of my life. And yeah,
1: and that, that's So he like, tried to do a Trinity move over the Yes, he
0: tried to do a Trinity move. Good segue. He tried to do his trinity move <laughs> a, and over. just busted in front of everyone and the entire theater died. Because to them they just saw this guy like disappear. <laughs> It's almost funnier, like, not knowing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We got to see him just, like, fall flat on his face, like a Marx Brothers game. Oh, it was wonderful. I don't know what happened to that guy, but I hope he's doing okay. Um, but that's one he of He my... suffered permanent brain damage. Yeah, that's for the... one of my favorite late night, like, 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 like premiere movies of just, like, Daily House Part One, seeing that dude fall flat on his space. Well, that
1: old era, I was working at the theater, so I didn't yeah. get to see them, unfortunately, because I was working those that's nights. That's a good question. Yeah. What was the worst
0: one you'd worked
1: at? I don't know about, like, the actual, like, stats numbers, but I remember, like, we were not well, staffed enough to deal with Iron Man 3. And yeah. for some reason, they didn't realize how late our showings were going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like right before summer or, yep. or during summer. So it was like one May. Of the first it's early week. May. Yeah. Yep. And so I wasn't even supposed to technically be working that late because I was like 17 or whatever. But am I supposed to be here? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was not fun. Uh, there was popcorn, like you were describing when you saw Barbie. Well, That's Barbie, they, yeah. We were just like, well, what the fuck can we do? Yeah. <laughs> we just got yeah. to leave it for the night crew. Yeah, that was the thing. Because
0: when I see Barbie was when I was in Austin I and saw, I saw a theater camp instead because Barbie was sold out. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like a war zone and I was just like, these people weren't prepared. <laughs> they weren't. It was like- I
1: promise you that they weren't.
0: Like, times I talked about in the previous episode, it was just like, I was like, there's probably like some older like veteran of theater who's like, guys don't remember the days <laughs> smoking a cigarette in the corner like when when harry potter and like it was like oh we had game. that guy yeah, except did. he
1: except he so he had come back he worked he came back like 10 years later so he had worked like in the early 2000s and oh, he would man. talk about
0: how crazy it was back then it's like talking it's like talking <laughs> guys the new art when they're just like man blair witch what a time. Oh, I bet. Like because i think i think blair witch premiered at the new art yeah yeah and so some of those guys were there or around that time they're just like it was just like packed. It was sold out screening after sold out screening. That's insane,
1: and yeah, it's just insane to think about. You know what? Again, with the Matrix as well, because it mm-hmm. had, which we'll talk about later. But it had a crazy opening week.
0: But yeah, we, we've hinted at the Matrix. But let's let's dive into to our episode today. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm Brian Sparks. I'm David Glenn the Fourth. It's the Nation Podcast, and this month we've been talking dystopian movies, and it, it's we picked a kind of a, a eclectic group of dystopian movies. I feel like where it's like there's post apocalyptic, there's there's kind of society still holding on like in children of men or seconds, which I think caused a little bit of debate between Thomas and me of is seconds actually dystopian, but I kind of consider it a lo-fi dystopian movie in a way, like because it has dystopian elements, but these kind of movies of we've discussed of just like society kind of, sometimes it's post-apocalyptic, but society's holding on in some way, but sometimes like a totalitarian governments come in mm-hmm factions have broken off basically and they're forming these kind of new rules of sometimes in, in the aftermath of a of a, tra, of a of a catastrophic event right in some way or like
1: trying to rebuild trying like to a rebuild new, a new uh, yeah. society
0: um or it's like the advancement of technology so that's why i kind of think seconds fits into it is because I mean, there's an advancement of technology and i think with a lot of these dystopian movies there's also kind of a a, a lot Stronger thematic elements in a way. It's almost like warnings of right. what could happen if we don't yeah, yeah. change our path. That's the thing. It's like James step- Cameron
1: said recently. He was like, I warned you guys about AI with Terminator. I yeah,
0: warned yeah. 84. <laughs> and that's the <last> thing with <laughs> Matrix, too, is that yeah, Matrix, yeah.
1: Matrix dives into AI. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the says, Fish like, says that, yeah.
0: Well, he says, like, yeah. It was AI. early, sometime in the early 21st century. Yeah, I
1: know. I clocked that too. I was like, oh, no. Where are we at? <laughs> um, Which in, the,
0: in the early 21st century, yeah, it's it's like, AI destroyed kind of Earth, and this is what we're
1: what what's left. Well, of they it. they had set off the 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 humans set off the the nukes to like to, to destroy the destroy the yes yeah so that it would destroy the, the burn, robots because yeah. at that point they were solar powered yeah burn the skies yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. is what he says
0: yeah. but yeah it's like there's always kind of these and I think second says that with kind of this like again capitalism type approach yeah. but also like elite elitism and and the idea of not living your life and trying to like get a fresh start in a different way as right. we talked about with Seconds. And Children of men's is is similar way. They're, they're these very, very strong thematic elements that I wasn't... I don't know if I was expecting as much as Dystopian because I think sometimes Dystopian just... With sci-fi, that's kind of a beautiful thing sometimes is that you can create these strong thema- like mm. morality tales or thematic, really strong themes with stories uh, compared to some other genres. But Dystopian, it's kind of a key one here. Um, but today we're talking about The Matrix and it was your choice... Uh, for the
1: month was The Matrix, so take it away. Cool. So The Matrix tells the story of Thomas Anderson, played by Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. an office worker who moonlights as a hacker known as Neo and he's believed to be this prophesized chosen one who will set mankind free from their simulated reality, which is known as the Matrix, mm-hmm. and their enslavement to the machines. I mean, I'm sure most people listening to this have seen this movie. you but- it.
0: It's <laughs> currently streaming on Max. It is currently well. streaming
1: on Max, yep. It was written and directed by the Wachowskis, uh, and it was only their second film, actually, which we'll dive into. Lawrence Fishburne stars as Morpheus, a man who has dedicated his life to finding the prophesized chosen one and who teaches the Neo, Neo the ways of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, who's one of Morpheus's team members and Neo's love interest, uh, but she's also equally badass, and um, yeah. at least actually who we begin the movie with. Yeah, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Hugo Weaving is Agent Smith, a sentient program who's kind of having an existential crisis of his own, and will stop at nothing to destroy the remaining humans so that he can break free himself. Uh, and then there's Joe Pantoliano uh, as Cipher, a member of the team who, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen the Matrix, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Betrays them. Hmm. Uh, he's kind of the Judas figure of yeah. the group, if you if you. You know. Joey
2: Pants,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he also starred in their first film, Bound. Bound, uh, he did. He did. He's great. In director bound. of photography, Bill Pope, who also shot Bound. Mm-hmm. Producer, Joel Silver, who you know. This long slew of action movies, uh, yep. including Predator, which we discussed in yep. Monster Movie Month, uh, and then there was John Gaeta, who was the visual effects supervisor and helped create Bullet Time, which I believe will be this episode's uh, car scene long take. <laughs> like, oh you know, yeah, 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 many, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um And like you said, it's currently streaming on Max, available to rent on all major pro- platforms. But I highly recommend watching it the Ultra HD uh, remaster because the um, the old Blu Ray copy, uh, the color, some of the color. Mm-hmm isn't up to par in my opinion yeah, yeah. like that that new remaster just looks amazing yeah um but yeah so uh you know we can get into our initial thoughts like what uh what was the first time you saw this or you know i don't what's kind of your history with that's it
0: that's a good question i don't know when the first time i saw this was i know i revisited a few times i know we watched this at film school it was one of the ones we watched in like our sequence structure class and i just remember the, the 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 laughs of I know Kung Fu. I know what, what that got, because it's just so it's so odd but funny. Um, but he delivers it so I, well. I
2: know Kung Fu.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. Keanu, it's like Keanu is, we'll talk about more. It's like... Well, they know how to use him in this. I love the, the kind of trajectory of his career where Keanu has stayed himself the entire time. Yeah. It's that public perception or public... Um, opinion of him has changed where like, he's never changed but like, it's like super popular in the Matrix era that no one kind of talked about, almost felt like he was kind of living off of like, having his life and not doing that much, only doing stuff he wanted to, and then kind of John Wick comes out and like, internet kind of takes hold of Keanu and makes him this kind of big celebrity again. It's kind of funny to see how that happens where I think Keanu is one that he lived through the early days of you're just a pretty boy. You can't act. It's like if it's speed, or if it's his performance and much ado about nothing. He was one of those people. at the Even Point Break, where it's or,
1: like, or Coppola's uh, Dracula, or Dracula, where it's yeah. like
0: he's kind of criticized for being kind of a pretty face, and then he he worked his way into doing roles that worked for him, and and I think he's shown his range tremendously i think mm-hmm. sometimes people don't think he has that m- much of a range but if you look if you watch the matrix and you go watch something's got to give with diane keaton and jack nicholson keanu has range of being like a romantic love interest i think he's really funny um as like always by maybe shows um but yeah i, I think it, it's it's funny where you, when you come back come back the matrix the multiple times i've seen it throughout my life i've seen it at different points of where like people view keanu as the thing and I think when I was watching it in film school, it was like a little bit of a downward turn where people haven't hooked on into them again yet. It's like right before John Wick and that kind of re recontextualizes his whole stuff. Um, but I always liked Matrix. It's one that's you're aware that it was such a kind of earth shattering moment when it happened in terms of pushing visual effects forward in some way. It is one of those. It's also one that. I think defines its era very well is the thing. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. Of it being right in the middle, right before the millennium. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this uh, like separately about millennium noir yeah, and yeah. how this kind of fits into that. I think um subgenre of, of noir of these sci-fi kind of noir films. And it, it is very much like uh, Keanu had said like that the matrix, when it came out, like, kind of showcased what life would be like for the next 25 years. And he says, like, Matrix Resurrections is, like, what's going to be the next 25 years in some oh, way. Oh, interesting. Um, but it's funny when he says that, and you hear kind of the beginning of, like, everyone's plugged in online at this point. And I was like, yeah, it's, you also kind of forget, that's when, like, late 90s when online culture is becoming much right. bigger thing.
1: I mean, they were almost somewhat ahead of the, you know. I agree. I
0: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, so so... I don't know the specific moment I watched the matrix for the first time, but it's one that I come back to, I think every like
1: five to six years and revisit is the thing. What about you? Oh yeah. I mean, I've seen it countless times. I saw it at some point in my youth on cable and then Mm -hmm. just have been rewatching it ever since. Um, and it was kinda like the, that trilogy, what I call the trilogy of late nineties, mm-hmm. office milieu, which is uh, uh uh office space fight club in this. <laughs> and they I think they struck the fear That's of interesting. office jobs into yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in me at a young age. Uh but it, yeah. It, it
0: really is ahead of but all those movies are kinda have its time of like ahead their time of like uh, of like going against the 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 day job yeah, and, yeah. and I like guess the office milieu of it all yeah. and like the the capitalism of of it all, of just like the monotony,
1: right, of regular life, yeah, is the thing. But, but all saw, very
0: different type genres, for sure, for sure, <laughs> which is nice, which is
2: interesting.
1: Um, but I, yeah, I, uh, I saw it in IMAX almost two years ago now oh, okay. at, at City Walk and, Okay, and it was like seeing it again for for the first time, dude. Like it was just mind great in IMAX. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it, but it's, uh, it's amazing and I love it. And that's why I chose it. (laughs) Uh, so we can get into the history. Yeah. So in the year 1992, the Wachowskis sent an unsolicited spec script titled Carnivore, which was a cannibal story set in a soup kitchen to Lawrence Mattis, who was the founder of talent company Circle of Confusion, Mm -hmm. which is very successful now, but he was struggling at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he had only sold a couple of options for like 500 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, the Wachowskis were working at a construction company they had co-founded after dropping out of college and they were mm-hmm. writing co- uh, comics and screenplays on the side. Yeah. So Mattis, after reading this, this was like the script, he, like the kind of script he was looking for. Um, I mean, he knew he couldn't get it produced, but he was like, these are good. These are like, clearly are uh, distinct writers and these are the kind of people yeah. i want to sign. So he signed them. Um, and then they sold their next script assassins for 1 million. Um, and they got a two-picture deal out of it as well, which led to Bound in 1996 and The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually wanted to make The Matrix first, and they pitched it as a trilogy um, <laughs> because they realized with this process of Assassins that they were rewritten by Brian H- Helgeland, yeah, um, and wanted to take their name. And, and in fact, they later wanted to take their names off of it because they weren't happy with the final product. It was yeah. like completely different from their original draft. Um, so they realized, like, oh, we got to direct our own material, or yeah. this is going to happen every time. Um, So the origins of the concept was actually before all this, their friend Lars had asked them to come up with a a concept for a comic book. Um, And like I said, they had been working in comics before uh, a series called Ecto Kid. And they'd filled multiple notebooks up with ideas for the Matrix Mm -hmm. before deciding to turn it into a screenplay. Uh, they wanted to basically blend many of their influences. Uh, they like, you know, like Kung Fu movies, yeah. um, anime, which they called J- Japanimation in the uh, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. John Wu movies, other Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong um, gunplay kind of movies, mm-hmm. uh, the works of Philip K. Dick and just science mm-hmm. fiction books in general about the nature of reality. According to Lily, they were also interested in making mythology relevant in a modern context, relating quantum physics to Zen Buddhism and investigating your own life. <laughs> okay. uh, they cited 2001 and Blade Runner as early influences on them yep. in their youth, and they were also fascinated with John Luke Godard's Alphaville, which is a, another uh, strange sci-fi dystopian. I need movie. to watch that. Oh, it's, it, it's, it, it's it was really on our list, and you, it was yeah. on, it
0: was on your short list of stuff. Yeah, and it's one. Well, it's just because
1: it's a very fascinating movie. I don't know if I would have been able to find a lot of research about it. But yeah. it, was, it was, it's a really interesting film. Um, but anyways, the script, st- So, that, all right, like I said, all these influences kind of blended together and all these yeah, ideas yeah. that they had been writing blended together into a screenplay, which started circulating in 1995. Warner Bros. was the only studio who showed interest, and they bought it at that time. Mm-hmm. But it was proposed that they should make something smaller first, which led to Bound. Um, everybody, pretty much everybody that read it was very much impressed with their writing and confidence. In fact, at one point in the script, they wrote, this is the sex scene, and we're not cutting it. <laughs> um, it debuted at Sundance. Okay. In 1996, and went on to become a minor hit. Wachowskis would later bring over some of their collaborators onto their follow-up project, The Matrix, including Bill Pope, the DP, editor Zack Stanberg. Steinberg, Steinberg, Mm -hmm. and actor Joe Pantoliano. Um, You know, it was a difficult sell though, going from a five million dollar movie to a sixty million dollar movie. Yeah. Uh, Bill Pope even told them as much. Why don't we just like go to twenty million or thirty million? Why why are we jumping? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, work our way up. But they showed Joe Silver an anime and said, we want to do that, but for real. And he believed in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they hired comic artist Jeff Dar- Darrow, um, who had drawn Hard Boiled, Frank Miller's Hard Boiled. Have mm-hmm. you read that, by the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a really interesting graphic novel, a noir, like dystopian mm-hmm. world. Um, and you could definitely see his influence on this. I mean, like visually, uh, yeah, yeah. some similar like visuals. Uh, but anyways, he did a bunch yeah. of concept art for the movie. And then they also hired Steve Scross to... Uh, as a storyboard artist, and he storyboarded the entire film with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, apparently at the first story meeting, an exec said, we know we bought something cool, but we don't know what this is. <laughs> uh, Fishburne said, a movie this smart, it's almost a miracle a gap made. Mm-hmm. D. Bonaventura, who was an exec at WB and an early supporter of the script, mm-hmm. said of their first pitch with these new materials with the storyboards and whatnot, mm-hmm. it was an unusual show. One of the Wachowskis was explaining the story, and the other was making sound effects. Uh, Seek and uh, he it's went like on to Project Reliant Season 3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Devon Terry went on to say sequels were faltering referencing the failure of Batman and Robin and a lot of genres yeah, yeah, were yeah. dying action comedy movies buddy cop movies we knew we needed to do something different so it was agreed to go for 60 million Yeah, as long as it was filmed in Australia where it would be cheaper to make which led oh. them to start casting Oh, and a f- you know Almost infamously, I would say, or famously, Will Smith turned down the role to take on Wild Wild West. A decision yep. many give him shit for, but he he's he has since pra- praised Keanu's performance, and he said he was a better fit for the role anyway. So I mean, went, yeah, and, and yeah. Jade is in. Right, right. Oh, actually, she auditioned as well. Uh, what? First choice for um, Neo though was debt was Johnny Depp. Uh, Cage. Turned- I had
0: heard that. Yeah. I had heard. Depp was a rumored pick for this yeah. movie.
1: I mean that was their first choice um, I, I don't know if they ever got him the script. Cage was not script he turned it down because of family obligations uh, they sought was after.
0: C- was Cage offered Morpheus or was he offered? Oh no, no, this, is all, for Neo, this is all for Neo, Neo. Yeah. okay.
1: So they sought out uh,
0: I think an old Cage for some reason, I feel like an old Cage would be offered you know, oh, Morpheus. I
1: wouldn't be down with that yeah. <laughs> should have played him in the, re- in the reboot yeah. uh, they sought out uh, Brad Pitt and Val Kilmer for the role uh, DiCaprio turned it down because he didn't want to do another effects heavy film after Titanic yeah. There was also allegedly a debate after all these you know, no's to, to make Neo female instead and cast Sandra Bullock uh, And she wow. was sent the script but turned it down too uh, In early 1997 though Chowskis met with Reeves at WB and Burbank
0: So he's like 10 on the list is what it yeah. sounds like yeah, yeah. okay.
1: And he said when I first read the script it made me bloody happy We well, gotta remember also this is right after like Johnny Mnemonic and a few of his yes. lessons and So they were like Yes, he wasn't the hot commodity that he was right, not, right after speed. It's not right after speed. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it, it's it's in like, at this point because ninety seven now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, the, I think the Watchers
1: later. I think okay. the
0: Watchers like two thousand one. He's like he's not in a lot of yeah stuff. At I mean, like you were
1: saying, this kind of uh, that, at one point this like bumped him back up, and then yes. kind of the mid two thousands to the twenty tens, he kind of started taking lesser. Well,
0: like, and that's what makes me I, so like Devil's Advocates ninety seven. Yeah. Um, and I, that's also why I wonder if like. So Depp said no. You said correct.
1: Uh, I don't know if you ever got to send the script. They, they just said that that was their first choice.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if if, if studios were, because Depp was also kind of labeled box office poison at that point. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if that So was, maybe they just
1: put the kibosh on it before they even. Yeah, before even offered yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they met with Reeves uh, at WB in Burbank, and he said, when I first read the script, it made me bloody happy. Uh, or made my blood happy. Uh, the Wachowskis <laughs> mentioned that's, that's even weirder. <laughs> yeah, the Wachowskis <laughs> mentioned the extensive training that Keanu would have to go through, and he said, "I got a big grin on my face and immediately said yes." Yeah. Uh, Lana would later say, "We knew it would take a m- maniacal commitment from someone, and Keanu was our maniac."
0: Yeah, and he and he had like because he had started doing like it's weird how Keanu like became an action star yeah. because like he's we kind of started with, we talked about in Point Break with Catherine Bigelow like yeah. that's where he starts becoming an action star and then you. Follow up with like Speed yeah. and other movies. And so like Matrix, I think, puts him as like a top tier. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, in a way he's like under, it's like he's now, it's like him and Tom Tom Cruise are kind of the two that are up there now as like stuntman actors yeah, yeah. in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, And in fact, but Reeves didn't just use his body, though he also had to use his mind. Uh, they made him read. Baldrillard's Simulacra and Simulation, mm. as well as the much of the rest of the crew also had to read that. Or sorry, much of the rest of the cast also had to read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually the book he hides the discs in that he gives to that guy that comes to his door. Uh, okay. So if you look at the front of the book, it's the it's that book. Yeah. Uh, he also had to read Kevin Kelly's Out of Control: The New Biology of Machines, Social Systems, and the Economic World. Yeah. And Dylan Evans's idea on ideas on evolutionary psychology. Yeah.
0: And and like literature, we talked this in the last episode. Literature has plays a part in this genre, a lot too. Yeah, and you know. in
1: fact, that's kind of what I mostly think about when I first hear dystopian. Like, I think of like, yeah. I mean, maybe because we just had that. I mean, I had like a whole unit on it in, in high L- L- school. L- 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 is the like The Giver, is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I read The Giver. Yeah. I read The Giver in elementary school, but Thomas yeah. is like, yeah, it's like every school you had one, like one of the three. It was like yeah. it was four and four Fahrenheit, four fifty-one yeah. or, yeah. or like there's another one. He said, yeah. um, it's like it was one of the three. He was like, we were we were a four, Fahrenheit four fifty one school or whatever, <laughs> and I was like. We were the giver school, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I read
1: that in middle school, but I didn't yeah. read a... I yeah,
0: didn't, I
1: didn't read any of the other ones as yeah, thing, so... I never read this. But yeah, I mean, I think I always think of literature, although all three of those have been turned into movies. Yes, and some <laughs> of them, <in> several movies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as for the role of Morpheus, Gary Oldman, Samuel Jackson, and Val Kilmer as well were considered for Morpheus. They met with Val actually after hearing yep. all the stories of the troubled production of the Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm-hmm. But D. Bonaventura convinced them and told them, "Hey, he's going to get this movie made, so you have to meet with him." Yeah. So they met with Val at the Bel Air Hart Hotel, which you were telling the story about. before. Um, well, I was he, be- Beverly Hills. Hotel, oh, Beverly Hills. Hotel, Hotel. And he, uh, but he proceeded to pitch them why Morpheus should be the lead instead.
0: It was a Bel Air Hotel. Air Bel Air I went to a wedding there one time. No way. Yeah
1: uh the role was also offered to arnold schwarzenegger and michael douglas who both declined yep uh wachowski's were pushing for fishburn uh they had met him in vegas in the summer of 97 at the infamous boxing match where mike tyson oh, bit shit. off of vander yeah. ear did you mention connery was connery in that uh he wasn't on the on that because like, yeah. that was
0: that was why her well Con- no, connery was it was the sequels so that's what it was yeah I thought it was Lord of the Rings that he turned down. It was for Lord me. of the Rings and Matrix C. Oh. I thought it was, I thought there was a Matrix role in there at some point. Maybe he was going to play the Architect. I think it might have yeah. been that. That's my guess. Because he said he turned it down and yeah. Lord of the Rings. do because it, 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 well, it was extraordinary gentleman, right? Yeah, he turned those. No, he turned those down. He's like, didn't make any sense. Um, and then um, and then he took leave of extraordinary gentleman because he's like, well, the last two movies I turned down because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> they were big hits, so let me just take this one. Because it doesn't make any sense, either, yeah. but maybe it would be a big hit, and it wasn't.
1: And we still talk about League of a and Shortage. It, re- it retired him. <laughs> That's what it
0: did. It retired him. Yeah. Uh,
1: but Lana would later tell uh, Fishburne, I had a dream about a man who wore mirrored sunglasses and spoken riddles. And when I met you and heard your voice, I knew you were that guy. Janet Jackson, of all people, was approached for the role of Trinity. San, oh, Sandra Bullock turned it down. Uh, Rosie Perez, Sima, Salma Hayek, and Jada Pickett Smith all auditioned. Jada said mm. her and Keanu uh, did an audition together and she, they just didn't click. She yeah. would later go on to play um, that role not in, a, in, in Yeah, which is a team. better role for her. Yeah. I,
0: I, something about. I think Jada. Uh, she can have a more intense personality, I guess, yeah. is the thing, in, in her role, and I think she's a better fit for that and, and yeah. the later roles. The yeah. thing. I we're think she's she, great in those.
1: Yeah, uh, and she ended up being in all three of the sequels, so. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, Carrie Ann Moss was chosen, uh, and she had to do. She actually had to do a three-hour physical test during casting. And she said she couldn't walk for days after. In fact, when she read the original script, she wondered if they if they actually expected her to do all these crazy stunts that were on the page. <laughs> um, but the Wachowskis, you know, were very—they were very um, adamant that it was important to show the actors doing the action, and so yeah. they hired Yoon wu Ping, uh, who was hired to choreograph the fight scenes, and uh, he had directed, you know, many kung fu flicks uh, back in Hong Kong, uh, including *Drunken Master*, uh, which was one of the first um, Jackie Chan films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did four months of training, began in October 1997 in an empty warehouse in Burbank. Uh, Yoon was uh, confident they'd only need two months until he saw the actors couldn't punch or kick and oh, had to start no. with the basics. Then he started to worry if even four months would be enough. Um, so like I said, they started with the basics, they did leg, leg exercises, kicking, stretches, learning how to punch, stuff like that. Um, Fishburne said, the first two days kicked my ass. Hugo Weaving said he didn't realize how unfit he was until he started <laughs> sweating in there. Eugene um, <laughs> catered, but Eugene was very smart. He he catered each of the actors' movements to their individual strengths and styles. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of breaks it down in the, in that video, but um, they were usually off on Sundays, but Keanu actually would still request to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu had recently had neck surgery, though. Um, in fact, his doctor had told him if he had, didn't have that surgery, you know, soon, he was going to become a quadriplegic. Oh God! Um, so I didn't. I, I didn't. he have did like that. a motorcycle accident? No, something? he. It was something wrong with his spine. I don't know if it was caused by a wreck, but okay. he didn't mention that. But he just said it was a spinal infusion. Yeah. Um. And but he wanted to train anyway, uh, yeah. so he couldn't. Obviously, he couldn't kick for two of the four months. So he wore a neck collar during training. But they taught him how to punch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and. Smaller movements, and then they would also watch like Kung Fu movies and stuff to break them down. Yeah. To see what. What movements they were doing hugo weaving got hurt um and had to have hip surgery during training uh, wow. he had crutch- he was on crutches then for six weeks uh that actually led into the shoot mm-hmm. um the wachowskis kind of had a broad structure uh from the script of how they wanted the fights to work but they would go in and see Yoon and his team working and give notes yeah uh, he'd film his team like kind of doing some movements and whatnot and they would do different angles uh based on the storyboards and then they would um you know show it to them or they would see it Live, and then they would kind of give them notes, and then they would teach it to the actors. Yeah. Uh, Pantaleono also had to prepare for the role of Cypher, but he didn't have to do all the strenuous tests that Moss Reeves, Fishburne, and Weaving did. They wanted me to be in the best shape of my life, he said. For context, he was in his mid-40s at this point. He said, no drinking, eating only steamed vegetables, working out at a gym. I'm a fucking character actor. (laughs) This trainer they hire said to me, you can do 3,000 sit-ups a day, but that ain't going nowhere. So I talked to my buddy, a plastic surgeon, and decided I'm going to get an $8,000 liposuction per sheet procedure wow. he would later send the bill to, to warner bros and was never reimbursed <laughs> man warner brothers just messing up right there uh but anyway we can move on to our favorite scenes favorite, your scenes. favorite scenes brandon
0: all right well i mean again it, it really the kind of two scenes here you got, you got the kind of cold open of trinity get, getting away from the agents and and it, it's really kind of it's so good it became par- it became parodied so many mm-hmm. times is the thing of the the full-on leather outfit and and running around uh, and
1: you even have that first bullet time mo- yes movement where she jumps and kicks the, the agent yes that's the that's the big one the that's cop, always yeah. kind of parody yeah. like
0: I think scary movie yeah one of the scary movies does it um but yeah the turn the, the, the but it's a, it's a really good column that just hop, jump throws you right into it
1: and can you imagine like opening night like because according to everybody like the trailers didn't really reveal much Wow. Okay. And so they, they just like walked in, and that's the first scene you see. Like I would yeah, be, i be a, like, Whoa!
0: That'd be amazing. Yeah. And then you get follow it's, up later with Rob Zombie music, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 which is again
1: great sound cue for that for that well, world. This, the soundtrack. I, mean, I was going to mention this later anyway, but like it's very much of its era. But it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, some fun stuff. Like I said, I, I mean, I love the rage song, but to end hey, it, <laughs> <burn> <laughs> that one not so much, especially because it's like a club scene. It's like okay, hey, here's but, here's you're getting down to dragula. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like that song. <laughs> I don't know if it's
0: ironically or yeah. unironically, but I kind of like that song. it's 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 the it's the yeah. zombie song on my Spotify Well, like, the like,
1: reason that I don't like it, I think the main reason I don't like it is like I was doing one of those um ha- Halloween like haunted houses in, in Louisville <laughs> and they were playing that song it, yes. While you're waiting in line yes. Just on loop So I for like two hours I just heard that song Back to back to oh, back to back Oh it sounds amazing <laughs> Oh I love it oh, So man. I've heard it More than most people Probably ever have Except for the diehard Zombie fans Oh man And more than I would ever Want to hear it again in my life That's a great bit <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that one I don't one know then. why They didn't have like a playlist They just played yeah. Dracula Over and over and it, I was like, every time it ended, I was like, please don't work, please don't work. And then it just—it's like, st-
0: the, <laughs> like the John Lennie bit of playing a "What's New, Pussycat?" by Tom Jones in the <laughs> diner over and over again until you unplug the the uh, unplugged the jukebox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, but uh, kind of establishing Keanu again. I love the kind of like in that world of like isolation, mm-hmm. technology, just his computer. He's a hack- hacker, like. Yeah.
1: And, and again, but it's like that's like his one form of escape, you know? Yeah,
0: and it's interesting, kind of looking at to talk about Bound. Cause the thing about their movies, like their sets, are really interesting. Expect mm-hmm. Like the, just the regular sets, where it's like, it, it's, it's. There's like an artificiality to it, if that makes sense. But it's good. It's yeah. like there's. It's like dark.
1: It's like it feels like you're in a comic book. Well, in yeah, a way. this one especially. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, there's even like angles that look directly from oh, yeah. a comic book. You know, the, the, high, panel. the high angle stuff yeah. they do. Um,
0: um it's quite amazing what they do what they do with all that
1: um kind of building off what you were saying I, I really like how this film like slowly reveals the technology yes. until the point where all now we're in the you know once he wakes up yeah. it's like but it's like slow it's like first he you know he sees those agents and then he gets the bug in him yeah he thinks it's just a dream and then she reveals the thing to get the bug out of him yeah. and then it's like
0: i always forget how how quickly we jump into like the agents hmm without really being explained of who they I mean, they're are. in the
1: opening scene, but then they're also interrogating Neo. Yeah, yeah, Or they capture him, essentially, because he doesn't want to... Well, I guess,
0: yeah, I guess the thing is that they, they do a good job early on. We'll get to a point they do this, but like, not like giving exposition, not right. explain. They actually do it all visually is a thing, mm-hmm. and, and they let you catch up with yeah. everything.
1: Well, even her answering the phone, yeah. you know to get out of the. It's yeah.
0: like they, they simplify it. Yeah. Is the thing is what what why it kind of works. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, he's meeting meeting Neo and then Neo meeting Trinity, and you mm-hmm. can kind of feel that's their chemistry is it's palpable is kind of yeah. the thing. And that's why I forgot too. Coming to this after watching Resurrections is is how much of the series. Is based on their around their relationship oh, for sure. if yeah that makes sense like yeah, no i mean it's integral i think them. there was a big like it's just kind of neo thing yeah. of like guys but but the the movie is very much this this and they do it more the uh a lot as the does the yeah Lana did resurrection yeah. a lot like really kind of goes back to the idea like it's the couple it's like them together is kind of the key mm-hmm. to this whole thing in resurrections
1: um and even in the sequels, I think they dive into. They that do well. too, yeah, but yeah. but I've always forget. Yeah.
0: It, the, I think everyone just kind of focused on Neo was the thing, right? Because it was Keanu, and yeah, and, and it, I
1: mean, this is sort of his origin story yes. in a way, But I mean, she's integral to she's all. She's Integral that, to yeah. the whole yeah. thing, and, and yeah, and and it's um, just as important for her too because she makes a very important decision. I agree. I
0: mean, it really is about both their journeys. Right. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we get that we get the we get the the meeting at the club, and then and then yeah when. The agents, when they first... And and, he, and Mor- Mor- Morpheus calls them. And it's just like, a, it's either... Jump out that window. Jump out the window. <laughs> you're, you're, you're leaving that way or you're leaving with the agents. And he, and he does it. He's like, what am I doing? It's just like, he's so like, I'm not doing this. Um, And then it is that great moment when, he, when he's being interrogated. And he was just like, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. Or whatever <laughs> he says. And he flicks him off. I'm going to give you the finger. And... Until I get my phone call, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when they do the mouth thing, that's when you're like, "What are we in? Like, yeah. what is what? What who are these people? What is this world?" And again, you start going down the rabbit hole, basically, mm-hmm. of what everything is. Yeah, and then again, talk about another pair. Well, uh, going out with the the uh, one of my favorite shots this entire movie is when he. He's go to the under the bridge or whatever and it's that the water the yeah. rain and the water's yeah. coming off the bridge and that kind of old it's a, that's like a comic book like For shot sure. is For the sure. thing it's gorgeous um and yeah when they, when they get the thing out of him he's like oh the god that was real yeah um <laughs> but yeah and then, and then we land to meeting morpheus and yeah. and i think that's again another parodied moment because again the movie is so stylized not in just its visual like in terms of cinematography but like the costume design mm-hmm. is very much of like the it's weird it, it's it's it defines the era in a way it's like it's like pe- not everyone dressed like that but people began kind of dressing in mm-hmm. that like with the glasses they all kind of wear it all kind of changes culture in some way mm-hmm. and it, ver- it very much becomes kind of the 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 proto like the cyberpunk yeah movement of that era it feels like but yeah. yeah but morpheus has that look but again again talk about like the the artificial kind of comic book sets like the high the red the dark red high back chairs and we got the whole pill scene but mm-hmm. yeah
1: but which is kind of turned into a meme and, and a right wing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's the tr- truth seekers yeah. is kind of the idea
0: no. um and it's in the irony of it all of of <laughs> of what the movie kind of stands right? from the creator's perspective yeah. uh, uh, of the Wachowskis versus what people have taken on to it. It's interesting. But no, I guess a favorite scene for you or anything I've talked about that so you want I to think, kind of go I back think to.
1: going from that, it's like, yeah. the way I, I I know you mentioned the exposition, uh, maybe that's a point of contention for you, but it's I think it's really smart how they spread it out yeah. in like different scenes. And one of my favorite exposition scenes is when they're in the, what, Neo thinks is the Matrix. It's like this the first time going back in after, um, mm-hmm. after being woken up, and he thinks he thinks he's in the Matrix, and it's the woman with the red dress. Yep. But anyway, they're playing that song "Club to Death," which is amazing, and he's just like just explaining to him, you know, more about the Matrix, blah yeah. blah. And then he just cut. But you weren't paying attention because you're looking at the woman in the red yeah. dress. It's just it's just great. Um, and I love because it it really establishes kind of the, all the threats that is going to come for the yes. rest of the movie. And and, it, and it's somewhat like you're kind of to your point earlier. It's like it kind of catches us up. Um, for, you know, if you haven't yeah. seen it before, you're like, oh, okay, that's what the agents are doing. That's yeah. who those guys are. That's why the agents are doing what they're doing. That makes more sense, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love, I, I really do like how the information spread out uh, and how and how they build the stakes. Yeah, um,
0: and, and again, yeah, again, it is kind of, like it's. I think it's done well the ex the kind yeah. of exposition dump you do have because that's kind, but of, that's kind of Morpheus's character is kind yeah, yeah. of thing.
1: And if I and I feel like it would be hard some of those other names I mentioned to to buy them saying some of these lines. Yeah. Of like, I think I think Fishburne, like like Lana said when she met him, it's like it uh it uh you you just picture him saying this i don't know it's like it's hard to picture anybody else saying this like he just delivers it so well. i mean
0: he he, he'd been working since the late 70s and he i mean he's great in deep cover which came Mm -hmm. out a few years before that but this is kind of his like career yeah career role is the thing because it came so big but no he is great with the the way he again it's kind of like you like someone who has kind of this powering Mm -hmm voice is the thing and he, he does
1: and you believe that he genuinely believes in neo and that's why he's, yeah. you know, yes
0: yes like... but uh but i think before the before that stands when like when he when he meets the rest of the the yeah yeah on the Neb, ne ne nebuchadnezzar ne- crew yeah, yeah and and joy pants <laughs> it means buckle your seatbelt, dorothy because <laughs> kansas is going bye-bye <laughs> Ugh. Love it! I love it! I, lo- I love him, and I love him in every scene he's in this movie. Was, he's
1: great. I'm tipping my hand early, but he's great. <laughs> the, I he is that was great. Coming. He is so good. I yeah. love him to death. Well, I mean, but that's also an important, you know. Again, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but yeah, it, that's an important turn in this movie. Um, yes, and and the philosopher's commentary pointed out that you kind of need a rebel. Like if you if you have a messiah like figure, you need somebody to be the Judas because otherwise who's testing yeah their actual beliefs and who's testing that if this is actually true right well that's the whole yeah.
0: and that's the whole thing about uh, to if you want to go into religion here that's the whole thing about faith mm-hmm. is like i think people sometimes forget that religion and faith sometimes can be based in doubt
1: oh it's supposed to be because that's what's yeah, yeah, supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. it's
0: like that's what strengthens that's what strengthens yeah. your faith and i think the, the that, point
1: the point of the movie largely is like to question and any, that's any, the whole any thing. system, politically yeah, yeah, yeah. religious philosophically you know it's um,
0: it's to it's to have faith as to you've you've yeah. gone against doubt in right. some way is the thing. It, 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 you you don't want to be blindly going into something right. this kind of thing you can't I don't know there's a more active way to it. it it makes it more active it makes it more active sure. relationship than just accepting everything yeah. you need to sometimes not and not to say not believe but just kind of question with certain things and like really make it out act- anyway, active thing. But no, with that, what I like too, what they do with Joy P- Joy Pants <laughs> um with Cypher, I'll say his actual character name with Cypher, is that in other movies it would be more of a
1: twist. Yeah, yeah. We, we are revealed We were revealed
0: very early and it actually has a it makes you
1: it's kind of concerned it, of what's gonna it's come. It's interesting yeah. of
0: how they do it because because Cypher is like even though we
1: know mm-hmm. that he's going to betray them, we don't know when. Or, or, we don't yeah. know when, but and kind of what he's up to yeah. when they're in that, that the Matrix in that one yeah, point. Yeah, like, because like, we know he's going to break up away. Yeah, you know, and do it, something. But, but,
0: but in the moment, he doesn't like. You don't see him actually sabotaging if right. that makes sense. Like, there's yeah. a moment when, like, when Keanu's like, "Oh, deja vu," and when he sees the cat. Yeah, and that was and, actually a really good impression. Oh, of thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, Whoa! Whoa! Deja
0: vu. Uh, Kung Fu. but joe but joey pants is like cypher's like what you see like he gets like very like yeah. aggressive and like oh it's agents so like he he doesn't tip them off in any way like that's even in the moment like what because you almost it, it, it's more suspenseful it adds more tension that you're like oh no oh no he's gonna do this that he's broken away from mm-hmm. them He's going back. Oh, you're like you're expecting him. You're you're wondering when is he going to turn? It's, right. It's yeah. the it's the Hitchcock thing of like yeah, yeah, putting yeah. The, showing the bomb on the table. Mm-hmm. It's not the big surprise. Oh, yeah. shock! It's the like let's lead to the moment and build the tension of right. when's he going to turn on them? What moment? Oh, he he leaves the phone outside mm-hmm. for them to kind of find the hideout and everything. Um, but he does little things that we see that adds to the tension. To where it's a, a big shock mm-hmm. for them, Um but yeah, I love the moment when he's kind of talking. Again, you have that scene too, where he's talking to Neo, yeah, and it's before you reveal that he's kind of right, right. He just seems kind of like the 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 kind of angry like guy who's been the angry veteran is kind yeah. of the idea. Um, and he even says, "I like,
1: you, I know you're questioning. Why didn't I take the blue pill? Yeah. yeah. Why
0: didn't I take that blue pill? Yeah. Uh, and, and but
1: I, I like that scene too because he's like describing what the numbers like how, yeah. what he sees in the numbers. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and he's again like because he's been it for so long is that he's become the again become the veteran. He yeah. And he he could become like in a way what you could do with this, and I somewhat do it in that scene is that you have the the wise mentor yeah and then you have the one who's seen the shit you know what i mean like there's somebody, nice, right how you had the two different warring mentors and the main character has to choose between who do i pick here like yeah. which one's the better to go with is the idea i'm trying i'm blanking on an example of this but like you had that moment where it's like it's the mixture of like both worlds basically mm-hmm. they don't really do that as much but you still but that moment kind of adds it but yeah i love the moment after that when he when you have that moment when you think he's on the team, and then it goes to him he's the in steak. the matrix, yeah. and he's just like, "I know that when I eat this steak, it's it's things tell me that I don't want. I, that's okay. I don't yeah. care or whatever. Like I just I want to forget everything. I want to be an actor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to be important? I want
0: to be important in my. I want to be an actor,
1: like an actor. Um, I mean, who wouldn't betray their friends for a steak? I guess. <laughs> A good steak, <laughs> a really good steak. Like that's where it wants to be. Uh, uh, going back a little bit, I, I also love the dojo fight, and I also love yeah, yeah. how it keeps coming back to the ship, and they're all like gathering around the monitor, like nice and fast. it's like delayed. Yeah, they can't really even see. It's, it's like that's yeah. like watching a lot, like a, like a webcam stream yeah. or something back then. <laughs> Uh, in mean, fact like that's a bit in American Pie. Isn't it? I was about to say yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> Jason Biggs in American Pie. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: why isn't this thing working?
1: Right. Um and I love that scene too, but like going back to the Cypher's turn when they're still in the Matrix, Neo and um Trinity and um two of the other team members uh uh switch and I forget that other guy. Apex. Name. Apex, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh and he starts, you know, he's kind of revealing his motivations further and, and, and whatnot. And I think he, he really delivers that well. Mm-hmm. And I do like that moment where he tests this concept of apoc, sorry, apoc apoc yeah he tests that concept of if neo is actually the one then what i'm doing you know something's gonna stop me yeah um and then you kind of get that that moment of uh uh that okay maybe he is the one i I really like how they play with this concept of is he the one or is he not the one the entire movie yes the entire movie
0: which i again i always kind of like that with certain movies that do that where it's like and and, you you have that oracle scene where it's like
1: you're not the one yeah Maybe or, in the next life,
0: or you don't, or, or you don't believe you are yeah. is the thing. She says she she says like you're not the one, kind of because you you're like you're gifted, yeah. But you have to believe in yourself. So she's kind of saying you are, but you aren't is yeah. the thing. It's
1: like Fishburne or Morpheus says. It's like she told you what you want to or what, what you, you need, need to, to hear. Yeah, in that moment. Um, and that's a great scene too. The 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 Oracle scene. Yes, oh, and she's great. She is great. Uh, and I love it, later when uh, after Morpheus was captured, Agent Smith's conversation with Morpheus, where Agent Smith kind of you you learn more about. Where he's coming from, it's interesting how they, they give each like villain a, their own like moment to explain their motivations, mm-hmm. but it, it really works, and it's not just the delivery. I don't think I think yeah. it's smart how they're the kind of what you were talking about earlier with dystopian movies, like these different factions, right? Yes, and how they're um, they're going for some of them are going for the same goal, but for different reasons or, yes. or or whatnot. Like like Agent Smith wants to destroy the humans, but not because of what the other agents who are are just normal programs because that's what they're programmed to do. He yeah. actually genuinely is like sick of this place and wants to free himself as well. He's yeah, like, it's, like,
0: it's it's interesting. It's like that's what makes the kind of dynamic of the of Cypher and Agent Smith is that is that Agent Smith's just like god, I hate this place. Right. And Cypher's like in the real world, god, I hate this place. Yeah. Can we just switch? It's, it's kind of the kind of what it feels like they're both it, it, but again, it kind of, again it goes with in a weird way with seconds in a way of, of the idea that like even though when you get to the place you want to be, that you think is perfection, you end up hating it and having the same mm-hmm. issues. So it's all it's all internal issues that yeah. you have to fix. It's you like Cipher would never have been happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. but he thinks the external is what will make him right. happy is the thing. Right. It's all again. A lot of this journey is about finding, or a lot of these films are about finding yourself, and that's kind of an interesting. Key that I didn't, I didn't realize the connection there, but yeah, but yeah, it's like finding yourself internally, and both and again, in just the Matrix in general is that the idea of like finding your real self. Mm-hmm. Outside the exterior self, in a way, of, of what the simulation versus the real world, right? Right, um, which I think is something that uh, Wachowskis very much yeah, yeah. were dealing with and, and kind yeah. of processing and everything at this point in time with their journey, with their personal right. journeys, yeah. is
1: the thing. And, and Lulu did later clarify those statements saying, like, it wasn't actively the you know, a trans, obviously, they're trans filmmakers if, mm-hmm. if you didn't know, mm-hmm. um, people listening, but uh, they uh, Lily was saying like they didn't consciously do this it it was like a subconscious thing yeah and of course it's like any artist when they're writing something like they're gonna pour some of that into but in fact originally switch uh was supposed to be either a female in the real world and a male in the matrix or vice versa I can't remember but it it, changed it just to an androgynous looking um yes
0: she yeah yeah, the the, yeah switch was very androgynous and I was wondering if that, but was, in the original
1: script, that was very clear that it okay. was going to be a, it was going to be played by a different act a, actor and a, an actress. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering how yeah.
0: purple it was. Cause she because yeah. Switch kind of has like a, it was it I don't know it was and it that's was, why they had the name. I, the, I, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense. Yeah. The, the attire was very like yeah was
1: you weren't for sure you
0: weren't for sure mm-hmm. um, basically.
1: But I mean, it is interestingly like, looking back, and I think they probably. Further explore that, you know, through their mm-hmm. other, the rest of their work because that's just you know that's who they are. That's who they yeah, and that yeah. was like you said that was the journey that they were on at that again, moment. Again, it's, it's again finding your yeah. your real self is right. kind of the idea.
0: Um, and the Matrix is just again a way to do that. Yeah. Is that taking yourself out of what society right. gives you, and whatever the
1: system you're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we have like basically from the Oracle scene to the end is kind of like I mean non-stop, non-stop stop, great. You got <laughs> uh, you
0: got the Cipher betrayal, yeah. and Joey. Eating up the scenery. <laughs> you did say- you believe? Did you believe Morpheus in this bullshit? It's a yes and no, Trinity. <laughs> and yes, I know.
1: And then you know, saving Morpheus, you got the shootout in the lobby, which is like one of the greatest it's action, a great action sequence. Uh, you have the and also helicopter bit. And
0: again, it's the thing about Star with this too. Like, there's humor in moments. It's when they're when they've, when they've shot up the entire place and they're getting in the elevator. Yeah. That wide shot, and they had to like. The last, like, kind of thing, fall off.
1: And it's the nice, good, like, comedic beat at the end. Yeah, yeah. They've just laid waste the entire place. too. At the beginning of the security guards, like, at the beginning of that sequence, when the security guards, like, scanning <laughs> them, open yeah. your jacket. And and it just, can, it's, like, all just, guns. I need guns. Lots of guns. I need guns. Lots <laughs> of guns. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, that sequence is just insane, man. Yeah. Uh, my,
0: so, when they're, when they're shooting up the, the helicopter, shooting, my, my thing I want to ask is, like, does Neo think think to himself... What if I shoot Morpheus here? Because you know he not, not saying he should. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh! With the Gatling gun, like the, yeah. he's
0: literally yeah. shooting into a yeah, small yeah. room, <laughs> yeah. and the one person that he doesn't want to hit is the non-moving tar, is yeah, yeah. a non-moving person.
1: Everyone else is ducking out of yeah, but bullets. He's the one. He's just, it, I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> um, what it is. But speaking of the the rain, like the the water sprinklers going oh, off in that. Great. Oh my god, it's amazing. And that
0: moment is, is the yeah, moment yeah. I always remember is is when Morpheus like. When he's like, wake up, get up, stand up, Morpheus. Yeah, or whatever. And he, his- and he starts to like, his eye, he's, yeah. he's, and his eyes are white, and he's like looking up to the
1: sky, and he starts breaking the chains. <laughs> oh, that's great. And even that, there's that other, um, there's that other bullet time moment when he gets shot in the ankle or, or the, the foot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the, with the water splash and everything. I mean, it
0: looks amazing. It's great. And again, we didn't even talk about the, the, the other parody moment of the dodging the bullet. Yeah. I mean, that is the reason
1: it's called bullet time, because they called yes. it bullet time in the script for that shot. Yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like the famous... In fact, wasn't that... I, I remember reading... Yeah, it was that moment that was on the... It was on that... Was it two Oscars ago when they had the popular yes, movie moment? Yes. Later. And <laughs> it's that in The Flash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it actually got fifth place apparently out of all, all those clips, which is ridiculous to me.
0: It is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean,
0: it is it is in the top five. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, I think in terms of modern filmmaking, I would put it in the top five. For sure, yeah. yeah. I would not put... <laughs> that was, that's from.
1: Whatever, Flash it was or Army
0: the- of the Dead, whatever that was the mo- b- movie. But yeah, yeah it was a popular
1: movie. And then the the Flash scene won the popular. Um, yeah, no scene. Yeah, they, so they put the Flash slow motion scene over. No, Neo dodging the bullet. You need one with. You, you, yeah. you need
0: to have one without.
1: With, with for, for the other. i happen. mean the thing is, we're never going to beat the Snyderheads, man. We just got to let them rule the world. It's it's, it's over. No comment. <laughs> Well, it was wasn't it a Twitter I think the problem was it was a Twitter uh, It was a Twitter thing it was it, a Twitter vote anytime, it was a poll, though. A, anytime you open things <laughs> to the
0: public, things get things get shifty real quick is the thing. Yeah. It's like when you when you look at NBA ballots like for All Stars, when you have like the twelfth guy on the bench being the fourth person in votes, you're like, Why is Austin Reeves here? <laughs> like Austin Reeves is good. Is he starter good on the All Star <laughs> team? No, he's not. Not right now, at least. <laughs> but people are like that's when he wasn't that good it was just like Austin Reeves fourth place for guards in the west why anyway that's a whole other topic
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah I mean these set pieces are amazing I mean the subway yes, fight
0: uh, subway fight's amazing and that's the part where I was just being like cause you need a moment again you talk about the the doubt that goes throughout like is he is he not and I mean, even
1: internally like in his internally, internal journey yeah, as well and
0: the, yeah. even his audience is like yeah whatever it's just like if the whole movie's gonna be about like this guy who kind of effed up a choice and like yeah pick the dude who wasn't and he has to become something he's not in a way but you had that moment again why the key thing is their relationship is the like oracle when when trinity's like oracle told me i was gonna fall in love with who the one is and i'm in love with you so you must be the one so the key is always them it's not neo or trinity by themselves it's It's them together exactly together is the key which i feel like people again i said is always missed yeah Including myself is the thing, is that I think because the action scenes kind of take precedent over all the other stuff with mm-hmm. people, um, you forget the, the core relationship the whole movie is, is Trinity and, and Neo, and not and she's not just a love interest, right? Is right. The thing, no, no, she's just as much an active participant. Just as, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, and then of course, I love the the final Neo's rebellious message to the machine at, oh, yeah, machines at the end, <laughs> and he flies. Yeah. yeah, oh man, and then yeah, it's it's the and theaters it's like.
0: What? <laughs> fly? What the hell is
1: this? But I mean, you got that Rage Against the Machine song. Yeah. Right? I, can't, I can't- Ready to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we can move on to that's Onset Life. I You had a, <laughs> That's, a lot, that's all my scenes. That's over, all my scenes. I think we went over the whole We went movie. a long time on we that might one. might have skipped a couple exposition yeah. moments. All right, Onset Life. So most of the scenes were filmed at Fox Studios in Sydney, Australia- and, and apparently, I, it was I the never first movie that. on that stage,
2: oh, uh, according to the behind-the-scenes
1: doc, um, and around the surrounding city. Um, yeah. But it began in uh, March of 1998 and wrapped in August of 1998. 118 mm-hmm. days of principal photography compared to the original scheduled 90 days. <laughs> so, they went uh, 28 days over. Yeah, mm-hmm. 28 days over. Um, and there was this kind of... Um, again, it was, it was shot in Australia because it was deemed cheaper, but there was this conspiracy almost you would you could say proposed in the in the behind the scenes doc that the wachowskis agreed to this more so because yeah they kept the distance from the studios right Mm -hmm. but then it cuts to the wachowskis and they're like no we just did it because we knew it'd get the movie made i think there's truth to both sides so but but there was one point later in the production about two-thirds of the way into shooting an exec at the studio emailed them (laughs) and since they were running over budget uh, scenes would need to be cut. We, that's what the studio, um, the exact threatened essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Wachowski shot that morning. They showed the editor the email, and then when they broke for lunch, they did not return to set that day. A producer sent St- 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 Stanberg, the the oh, editor, I, think I heard about this to visit yeah, the yeah, yeah, siblings yeah. in their office, and they were watching a Bulls game. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because <laughs> they're from Chicago. It's, it's Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they said, "Is it ninety eight? Is it 98 Well, that comes into play later. <laughs> okay, okay. They said, "If we don't have those scenes." We don't have it. Is ninety eight by the way? But if yeah. we don't have those scenes, we don't have. I don't think it was the final. But that comes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they said if we don't have those <laughs> scenes, we don't have the movie, and they can get someone else to finish it. Hell yeah! And so after a few hours, they got a call from the studio telling them not to worry about cost overruns, and the editor was quoted saying they basically played poker, feeling they had a strong hand, and they were right. Yeah. The Matrix yeah. was made over schedule and over budget, but it was made on the Wachowskis' terms. Wow, that's great. Um, the first day of shooting, the they had a Buddhist ceremony blessing right. uh, and a pig feast. <laughs> and it looked like fun like all the cast was having fun for the okay. uh and it's just like I was t- t- talking to you about this last night but it's like it's funny because you know I've been like you said on the on the um to, green, yeah, I've been yeah binging Greenlight. project yeah. green as yeah. well and it's just interesting to see people like have genuine enthusiasm like like everybody's having fun making this movie like that's not to say like they didn't have issues like that that what i was talking about a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullet points ago but like it's like it, it's just it's just interesting because like you kind of like binging that show you're like you kind of forget that oh yeah people have fun making movies this oh, yeah. <laughs> is supposed to be fun yeah it's supposed <laughs> but, to be fun um And according to, and I mean, it sounds like everybody kind of was impressed with the Wachowskis. Um, Joel Mm -hmm. Silver said they they shoot exactly what they need, Mm -hmm. nothing more. Um, Carrie Ann Moss said there was nothing better than like finishing a take and just seeing their excited reactions Mm -hmm. behind the monitor or or by the camera. And then Kiana described them as very thoughtful with a wonderful sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you were talking about the production design a little bit earlier, but Owen Patterson was the production designer. Um, And the Wachowskis knew what they were handing to them. It was like complex set after complex set after complex set. Um, but they—they they were they, all three of them, the trio were were interested in like color theory. So they, they you know obviously it's kind of become a joke at this point. But they focus on green in the Matrix. Yes. Um, in the set, you know, the set design and whatnot. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of part of my issue with the Blu-ray is that it pushes the color even further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then blue kind of during the scenes in the real world. Um, the Matrix scene sets were more, like, monolithic and grid-like, um, even if you notice, like, in that interrogation, like, you can literally see grids on, mm-hmm. in the wall and yeah. in the floor. Um, and then in the real world, the actor's hair was less stylized and their clothing had a more, like, textile content, you know, the kind of yes. clothing that could, they could actually scrape together. Yeah. Um, and they would also use longer lenses to soften the backgrounds and emphasize the actor's faces, faces in the um in the uh, in the real world, mm-hmm. uh, costume designer Kim Barrett also wanted the costumes to define the characters in their environment. Um, but she also had to kind of you know take the action to account. I mean, they're doing wire work, they're doing uh, you know kicks, punches, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, gunplay stuff. So it's it's it was a lot to like it was a lot to handle because they're they're wearing leather. Yeah, <laughs> um, and because of ne- uh, Reeves' neck injury, they uh, started with the easier scenes first: uh, the office stuff, interrogation mm-hmm. room. Um, Keanu was always the one who wanted to keep going though, like he. Yep. He was the last one to say that they got the take in the can. Uh, Carrie Ann said that he was very hard on himself uh, when he did the quadruple, he did the quadruple kick um, in the uh, fight in the lobby yeah. an insane amount of times. And he was also struggling with the triple kick in the Kung Fu, in the dojo scene in the, yeah. uh, when he's training the Kung Fu. Uh, and they came back and shut. Well, basically, they, he was like, he'd done a, I think they cost kind of stopped like 14 or 15 takes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's just come back on Monday. I, I promise you I'll nail it on Monday. I can't do it today. And so they came back on Monday. He nailed it in three takes. Yeah. Um, Hugo also got kicked in the ribs uh, during the bathroom fight uh, with with Fishburne, and he didn't realize until later that he had cracked his ribs. Um, stuntman Chad Stahelski, mm-hmm. who's known, obviously, for the John Wick films and was Keanu's, uh, one of Keanu's stuntmen in, in this movie and, and the rest of the trilogy, um, hurt himself with several broken ribs. He hurt his knees, and he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, uh, I think all of that actually happened in the in the subway fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Carrie Ann Moss hurt her ankle, practicing the flip in the lobby uh, assault yeah. and had to do had to do it in two shots, basically. But she... So she hurt her ankle on the day when she was practicing. Then, she, you know, they took a little break and then she, she did it again and she was actually able to do it on the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. But when they actually filmed it, she just couldn't do it. I mean, she was hurt too bad. So yeah. they did it in two takes and, and Yoon said that was his one... Regret making this movie that they didn't get that in one take, um, but mm. I mean she, I mean she soldiered shouldered on. I mean you can tell she's in serious pain yeah. like when she falls, and the first thing she says is like, "Oh shit, I can't do it now." Like she's like more worried about that than her actual ankle. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they tested the pod set, uh, where's which is where Neo wakes up, yeah. in the real world, um, uh, the person testing it, uh, testing the breathing mechanism, basically when they're in under the water, mm. uh, got hypothermia in under eight minutes. Um, so they realized, Holy oh, we should probably heat this thing. <laughs> <laughs> before we have Keanu and actually that was the last stuff that they shot was that pod stuff and then him being sucked out um I figured yeah because I because he lost a little bit of weight and he shaved his eyebrows I mean that wasn't the that's initial what I was reason wondering. But I wonder that, if he yeah, shaved his eyebrows yeah okay. and he lost yeah. like 15 pounds or something I think said. oh wow yeah. um the shot of Keanu catching Morpheus well the whole sequence of Keanu catching Morpheus when he's jumping out of the thing mm-hmm. and the helicopter and all that was shot over six months at different locations and with different elements basically Um, the helicopter was a full scale lightweight mock-up suspended by a wire rope operated by a tilting mechanism mounted to the studio roof beams Um, and it had a real minigun attached to it but it was set to cycle at half speed or half its normal firing rate Mm. Um, the helicopter crash was shot by colliding the actual impact yeah, um, yeah. because she sh- she when she's flying it's a green screen behind her and then the actual impact that element was shot by colliding a quarter scale helicopter mock-up into a glass wall wired to concentric rings of explosions so that when they were triggered from the center it created like an outward wave of mm-hmm. exploding glass which yeah. looks amazing, it looks amazing. You know, like yeah. one of the best shots in this movie and it it we, looks
0: it, it's it like weirdly looks like otherworldly in a yeah, way like just yeah. how the glass moves. Well, like the actual the waves, initial
1: ripple is CG, but the yeah. explosion is. Yeah. Cool. Um. But then now we get to bullet time. So the Wachowskis, you know, coming from comics and just their love for comics, were mm-hmm. very interested in this concept of like how comics can sustain an image. Yeah. And that kind of was the initial concept of like, okay, so how do we do this? How do we do this bullet time? Um. And so they're they're. Conceder, what they wanted to do with it was basically have the camera move at regular speed, but capture slow motion movement. Um, and when they were first mm. pitching this, they were like, well, why don't we just put a rocket at the end of a dolly attached to a slow motion camera? <laughs> and, you know, everyone's face is basically turned light, like when they were pr- pitching this to, you know, VFX houses in, in pre-production. But the genius, John Gaeta, said he could do it. And the first test was actually in 1996. Um, and that's what got him the job basically Um, and basically John Gata's process he would would begin with a simulation him and his team would Mm -hmm. begin with a simulation on the computer and then they would work the math backwards so they would use you know, the math that they had done on the computer and have a laser pointer to know exactly where they needed to place each of the cameras. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a technically expanded version of an old art photography technique known as time slice photography, where an array of cameras are placed around an object and triggered simultaneously. Ah, yeah. But in this case, they have 120 stills cameras and two motion and picture cameras, one at the beginning of the, the track, essentially, and the one at the end, um, or the this is a circle, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and they would use a process called interpolation Interpolation, uh, which would allow them to create new frames between the captured frames in the computer. Uh, so when the frames were actually put together, the resulting slow motion effects reached a frame frequency of twelve thousand per second, compared to the usual, you know, twenty four frames per second that we see. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, and then they would use, you know, the backgrounds were formed from three D models, which was from data uh, data captured on set. Mm-hmm. And of course, because it's like in a circle, they would have to remove the cameras on the other side. Yeah. Um, and it was all, you know, green screen around them so mm-hmm. um they would just put the elements together but I mean this was a very like this is still kind of like a lot st- of this technology is still used today in the sense of like the 3d model thing yeah, yeah. so you know like you look at this the Mandalorian and whatnot it's it's, yeah. it's insane that it was like you know because the matrix was 99 but the sequels are 2003 and they did even more like motion or not motion capture yeah. but image capture data in that and it's like it, it's really wild how revolutionary this was because that you know those sequels came out like 20 years ago in, in 2003 yeah. so it's like it's wild to think how now, how revolutionary this was in the late 90s or early aughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, of course, the famous shot of Keanu, which we talked about, the, the one that Bullet Times gets his name from, Dodging the Bullets, uh, cost an estimated 750000 in computer costs and took nearly two years to complete. 70000 Yeah, dollars in, in uh, computer costs. Well, Damn. And it still didn't win the... Uh, most <laughs> what did it... Lo- yeah. Yeah. I forgot what that award was called, but... No, no, they, they, won, they won for effects, but uh, the, the shot when a couple years ago when they did that. Uh, oh, yeah. Pole, yeah so really, they won for effects. Don't worry. I was, I was uh, like they lost? No, 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 for no, that? no, no. no, 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 no they don't, <laughs> all right. We go, we'll go to the aftermath. Okay. Uh, Don Davis, the composer, he wanted to utilize that motif of reflections in the score as well. So he combined orchestral, choral, and synthesizer elements. And the balance of where he leaned in the score was dependent on whether humans or machines were the dominant focus in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of already already discussed the soundtrack as well, but there was a lot of you know famous songs of the era, and it, it's an interesting time capsule musically, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, but the studio was very much worried about *Phantom Menace* in the summer of '99, so they pushed the Wachowskis for a spring release. Exec- execs were blown away by it when they saw it, though, and it more than exceeded their expectations. Um, especially after a successful test screening. Again, going back to Project Greenlight, you, you never no, realize how important how important test screenings can be with something like this. You know, and I'm, it's the unseen part of the industry, right? baby. Uh, but the film was released March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Grossed twenty seven point eight million during its opening weekend, highest opening weekend of any nineteen ninety nine film wow. in America. Uh, it was the fifth highest grossing film of nineteen ninety nine and the highest grossing R rated film worldwide. It was the fourth highest grossing movie behind. Phantom Menace, Six Cents, and Toy Story Two. Wow. Uh, on its original run, it grossed 463 million in total on a 63 million dollar budget, which is kind of crazy to think about in the in 1999. Uh, yeah. And it actually, pre- according to Wikipedia, at least, it premiered at the Man Village Theater, now you know, also known as the Fox in Westwood, yeah. uh, on March 24th, 1999. So I thought I found thought it was great. Uh, that theater. was interesting. Yeah, great <laughs> I, theater. Talking about like seeing a premiere, I would have loved to been there, but um. Uh, you know, of course, when it was released, it was praised by many critics, filmmakers, science fiction writers, and philosophers. And people would actually dress up to go see it. Um, yeah, it 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 really took by storm. But it sounds it did. and it sounds like it was a lot of like word of math as well. It's like everybody, it, and it's hard to like think about that as a campaign now, even though we have social media where people immediately post their opinions, which I think can be damaging as well to an opening weekend.
0: Yes. Well, I think with this, it's like. Uh... You said it made 23 million dollars opening weekend or 28 27.7 uh, uh let me
1: check and it made 40 27.8 million yeah it
0: made million 463 million total yeah, yeah like, it's it's word of mouth because like the thing about that it's the, it's the titanic thing a few years before it's like you don't need to make and this is what i think we're learning maybe now with barbie and, and oppenheimer is that you don't need to make 150 million dollars opening weekend yeah you can make 20 to 50 million per week weekend for a while or even 10 it's like that 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 was a period and i hope i I do hope sometimes we're reverting back to it in a way where like movies can still we're talking about now it's like we have a lot of movies that just came out this past week or two past two weeks that like can stay in theaters a little bit longer than they were uh, say five years ago because there's not as much coming out right now and so and so you can have there's not as much well I think we're getting sometimes getting a wider variety of stuff now in a way. So you're getting a little more mix of like horror stuff. We had no hard feelings, so you're getting a little more comedy, like joyride and shortcomings. You're seeing a more variety and I hope that continues to happen. But it, it's it gives you a way to stay in theaters longer like it was happening at this point. You can do twenty million
1: or whatever yeah. for a while, for like for several weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And again, Yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing like, oh, you have to go see The Matrix, you know? You have to go see um, The Matrix
0: because you know it's The Matrix, you're, what do you do <laughs> you out doing? of the conversation. You're, you're a
1: square, is what it is. And they said people would, like, stand out in the lobby and, like, discuss the movie after. So it wasn't just the fact that it was, like, a popcorn pleaser. Like, it was actually making people have discussions. Yes. Um, Which was rare for a movie, you, you know, of this. On uh, that level, yeah, 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 yeah. on that level right. as, as, like, a big studio In fact, studio they said film. that they were, like, we wanted to kind of mix that philosophical and action. And I yeah. think, you know, it's giving him a little bit, but. Going to the, the sequels, they kind of pushed more of the, the philosophical, the, 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 se- the trilogy sequels, yeah, philosophical angle as opposed to the, the action. And and this was kind of the perfect balance, I think. I think, yeah, yeah. E- uh, as well as telling the kind of hero's journey tale that you expect, but also subverting it in ways. Um, yeah, so it's,
0: yeah, I, I, with the sequels, and I haven't watched them since high school, so yeah, I watched
1: them both right before Resurrections because I hadn't seen them since high school okay. either, or middle school, I and remember.
0: what I, the two things, the things I remember the most is are the uh with really, I I remember almost nothing from the third one honestly cuz which one which one had you had the the uh like the, the car chase with like the twins that's the second so,
1: one that's the second one and that scene's actually pretty cool
0: no that's a great yeah. scene and then i think it's and then it's the like the like uh like uh like city's yard like like kind of like 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 the almost like harlem park like the kind of like like the uh, between Agent Smith and Neo and it becomes all the agents fighting yeah. Neo. I think is that the second one or third one. So
1: that I think that I don't remember which one that one is, but he has that big fight with the, all the with Agent Smith in the third one. Okay. In, in the rain? Do you remember that? That yes. seems awesome. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um but the rest of the third one is kind of
0: I, I don't remember much yeah. but that's why cuz well, the had, third
1: one also has more like Zion and stuff. Yes, I remember yeah. the Zion stuff as yeah. well. And they have like the mech suits. I, and-
0: yeah, I went to I went to school with a guy in high school who like The third one was one of his favorite movies of all time. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: there's a lot of people that are like, and again, I I don't know, I haven't read their influences philosophically, so I'm sure if I had, (laughs) I would have a great understanding. But I remember writing this paper in grad school because they they were very much interested in this as a multimedia idea, Mm -hmm. The Wachowskis they were very hands-on, which I'll talk about in a second, but there was like comics and video games. They were very hands-on in all of that, and you kind of had to have that basis to fully grasp on, at least on a first watch, what is happening in the rest of the trilogy. Yeah. And I, I, I argued in that paper that I thought that was a mistake or there was a better way to, to do that. But now that's become an even bigger thing, like this multimedia idea. is like you don't only make the movie, you make all this other stuff building to the movie, you know, make it a big event. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of ahead of the, the game on that. But Roger Ebert rated the original Matrix three out of four. praised the film's visual and premise, but disliked the third mm-hmm. acts. Focus on action. Sorry, Roger, wrong on that. The actions are some of the best parts. All right. It won all four Oscars that it was nominated for, Best Visual Effects, Mm -hmm. Best Film Editing, Best Sound, and Best Sound Editing. Um, September 21st, 1999 was the DVD release, and it was uh, was the first DVD to sell over 1 million copies. By 2000, it went on to sell more than 3 million copies and became the top-selling DVD release at that time, Mm -hmm. and it held the record until the release of Gladiator. By November 10th, 2003, 1 month after the Matrix Reloaded was released on DVD, the sales of the Ma- of the original Matrix DVD had exceeded 30 million copies and it's had various other releases in other formats and box sets. But it's interesting to think about too, it's kind of at least the whole trilogy even like kind of hit that wave of DVDs. Yeah, it's funny. When I
0: used to work at Cinephile and we would we would buy like collections from people. Yeah. I feel like the Matrix was always in someone's collection. We was it buying. the Snapcase? Because it's the Snapcase. Yeah, yeah. One of our snap, snap Cases. There are two big movies or yeah. t- two series that would pop up the most, but Ma- Matrix really out compared to the sequels. The Matrix is the one. Um, it was the Matrix and then like Spider-Man one and two. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in every collection we <laughs> bought. It was a running joke that it was like every collection has Matrix, <laughs> Spider Man, Spider-Man one and two we had a lot of American pies as well. I yeah. think as too. Well, I mean, that's around that same. It's around the same time yeah. where like DVDs are just becoming so massive. Yeah. It's not the peak yet, but like people, it's where they're becoming a little bit less expensive, but also like if you're gonna buy one DVD this year, you're gonna buy like this one, right, or, or whatever is the thing. Because mm-hmm. like oh, and the, but they, they get in, like oh five to oh seven. That's when DVDs are just at an all time like right. peak. And they, and they and they're cheap to buy. At and they that would point. go
1: on to release like the box set trilogy, yes. and then the Blu-ray box set, yeah. and now the 4K. <laughs> it's like and I don't know if they've included it with Resurrections. Well, I don't know. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, so uh, you know, I've already alluded to this, but there was three sequels. Um, yes. Two shot back-to-back and released in 2003, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Yep. Uh, and then the fourth film followed in December of 2021 called Matrix Resurrections, which was released in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. Hell yeah. There was also an animated anthology film called mm-hmm. The Animatrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that? I have it's, it's interesting. There's there's some really interesting shorts in there. And again, it's, it's that kind of thing that's like, it adds, to like, to yeah. the story um, and then as well it's comics and video games uh, and like I discussed there's that there was that whole multimedia approach and, and like I said the Wachowskis were very hands on in all of this
2: yeah, they, were, yeah. they weren't
1: like just oh go make the video game they were like no, no no we very much want this to tie into in fact there was I think it was the Path of Neo video game not only it has events running simultaneously to Reloaded that aren't shown in the film mm-hmm. Um, so they, like I said it, it, they were ahead of the game in that but maybe there was a way to make it weave better yeah, yeah, like, yeah. make the, at least make revolutions make more sense if you didn't have that that basis yeah um and of course this led to like a slew of knockoffs i mean i, th- yes. I think of like underworld equilibrium yeah uh, even the paul ws anderson resident evil films to a certain yeah. degree like with her wearing the the leather and stuff at least the later sequels and and like you mentioned as well it's, it was par- parodied into a bunch of things i think even shrek has a moment where he does the whole yes. time thing yeah she does Fiona yeah she does, does yeah, it, does. yeah, yeah. the yeah. kick actually yeah, yeah. um and because of the success of the movie, though, uh, wire work was included in further Hollywood movies and more crew, crew members with a background in Hong Kong action cinema were hired and brought over. So it at least yeah. led to to that. Uh, but with that, I think we can talk about what worked. What worked for you, man?
0: I mean, the stunts work for sure. Um, the, the overall design of it, of the world visually. I think also the design like this, like the. Like the Mythology of it, if that makes sense, works like just the world itself is is well is built out, and I think, and this is this is me, this is kind of like personal taste. This is why I don't really love the sequels as much. Is that there's a point where world like I don't need that much world right, building, right. and I think that the the later sequels and not the I lo- I actually like the fourth one a lot. Yeah, well, I think we both like We it. both liked. I haven't the, revisited it. Though, so. I don't either, but I really like the fourth one. But like I, two and three, just kind of like I we're just. I didn't really care that much about the world building in that. And those two, because that, that's how this is a side thing. Like that's how I felt about like Westworld, like the, the show where it's like season one, felt like it was just enough world building and very like character driven. Mm-hmm. And then it became a lot about world building. Yeah. And, I and then it was like, Oh, now we're out of anymore. the park. And like, yeah, what? I didn't care anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with here is that I think It's a perfect blend of world building and character drama is the thing and you have i think great actors in kind of all of these roles with yeah, with uh, really well with fishburn and 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 reeves and moss and and pants <laughs> Joey pants joe uh, Joey um
1: i uh yeah i agree i think the aesthetic i, yeah, I keep waiting the direction, the direction i keep waiting for the day that the aesthetic is like not cool anymore but it's just so cool. Still pretty cool. It's so still cool. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like I think it's just gonna always. It might be
0: cool. not be a, a taste for, a thing for everybody. Yeah. But it's still kind of cool. It's a cool
1: movie. It's just a cool. I movie.
0: think if you if you take some of the style and put it in a movie nowadays, it's still cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like even even equilibrium, I think from a story perspective, isn't as interesting as the Matrix. Yeah. But it's still like a cool movie. Like so it's yeah, got some slick it's action. A slick movie. <laughs> Bale's good. Um, what, but did anything not work for you?
0: I mean, there's some some like like visual effects that don't like don't hold mm-hmm. up that well. You can kind of see like the edging
1: of the green screen in front of them sometimes. The bounce, I I think the one that always gets me, and I know it's supposed to be kind of goofy and cartoonish, but it kind of just feels tonally out a little bit. Was when he bounces off the street, you know, and it like goes down. It's like, it feels one. like a Looney Tunes. Yes, thing. there's that one.
0: It's a little odd. Is when and when he comes back when he, when he's resurrected or comes back to life, and he uh. And he kills Agent Smith, and then he just like flexes oh, in the whole explode. room. Yeah. That's we can see like the outline of the green screen behind oh, him. Okay. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> um, no, look what we can do with computers now. Yeah, there's sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like you pushed it like yeah. you didn't need to go that far. Was kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but but no, I don't really have much with it. I mean, I think I think they use Reeves very well. Like I don't, I don't think. I and think, he gets
1: a few moments to be kind of goofy. Yeah. Like I, the I know Kung Fu, which I actually I love that a lot.
0: Kung Fu. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when, he, when he's like, you want to go more? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah.
1: I it's fine. Yeah. <coughs> um, <laughs> did anything not work for you? No, I mean, I, maybe like you said, like a few of the, but I, I think so much of it holds up that I can't yeah, really yeah. like say yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, there's some shots that I, I'm like, okay, that's a little goofy, but like, it's and, like. But like like I said like overall and, and this remaster really I am just mm. shocked it like looks like when I saw that in IMAX I was like this looks yeah. like you could have released this yesterday like except yeah. for maybe the handful of shots but it's it's yeah. wild.
0: I mean I guess I I'll guess, well, well, I'll ask this and this is maybe not not worked but like the one thing I kept thinking about when they're like just shooting up the entire security guards <laughs> I think I think I think the one like logic issue is like I think at that point we're made to think like, oh, these are all just like simulations. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But you also have to think that all the people they're killing are also like... Could also
1: be people in the pods. Yeah. People in pods. Yeah. But I, I on a metaphorical standpoint, I think it's interesting that all of the people that they kill are f- symbols of authority. So the cops... That's true. security that's true. guards. You're right, yeah, that's true. So, and even the agents are FBI agents, right? Yeah, So from a metaphorical standpoint but yes i think you are right i don't know if those people were i mean i assume that they were people yeah it was just the security guard doing his yeah. daily tasks yeah it's like what well, like this
0: guy has a family of three at home <laughs> i was i was just thinking about that i was just like they're really <laughs> just the willy-nilly right now and i don't yeah. know why like and so it's yeah, yeah. so i was, I was like yeah, it almost feel like you're like it's like they, this is, and i feel like they're in like a yeah it's like in like non-playable characters they're going against right, in the yeah, way yeah, is yeah, what NPCs, yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, in, in a video game sense, yeah. So. Yeah, and that, that's that's the only thing because like because that's the kind of the shit happens, is that once they realize this is the the matrix and it's not the real world, everything just becomes, becomes like all right, forget everybody here. We're mm-hmm. just having we're just going to get what we want. So and I wonder, I can't remember if this if the sequels do a better job of kind of explaining it or not, or more going into that. That was the one thing that just kind of bumped me. I was like, Man, we're really we're really not caring about like <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I get some of these, but yeah, we're just really going off these these dudes that, like, it's like, like this is the, this is, again, so, taking everything so literal. Is it like who does Agent Smith become off the train, like when, when, off the subway? It's like the, like, he says the subway stops, and mm-hmm. and that's when Keon, when Neo's running away, uh, uh, he comes off the subway. Right. Is that like did he just kill like a subway? Like driver is oh, what maybe, it was. Yeah. Like that, mean, he, got, he became that bomb too. In the in the. Yeah. So, yeah. He's just ki- so so. That's that was like that was. Yeah. I was just like, what do we do? Like,
1: are they like who's dying when he kills? <laughs> when he kills them all, who is dying? Yeah. Well, I wonder if when he takes them over, if he's killing them. Does he? Is, did they say that? I doesn't say. Oh, it. okay. I, I thought you just like would take them over and then like it was kind of like a memory lab something I and then he would leave their Oh no 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 yes yeah, yes
0: yeah. yes it's that but but. Oh, you mean when he kills when he kills I gotcha, them? I got gotcha, I got gotcha, Yeah. 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 Like, did yeah. that homeless man get hit by a subway? That is what I'm asking. <laughs> because it shows that yeah, yeah, yeah. when she no, shoots right. the secure the yeah. helicopter, or the yeah. the pilot. And it was the agent. And it goes away and it yeah. shows that that guy is dead. Yeah. So I'm just like, are we <laughs> killing innocent individuals? Well,
1: dude, also, feel I feel so bad for that guy because he was a homeless guy in the Matrix. Like, how, how horrible how is ba- that? Yeah, I... I <laughs> horrible what beliefs. what did he do in a different life that pissed, some, <laughs> that
0: pissed the ai off anyway that's again that's very like so stupid yeah. like it's really but because it does i was just thinking like man they're really, like just going after like, these people they don't mean anything yeah. but, like this was like this like an hour ago this was neo is the thing <laughs> so that's what was just a little confusing um yeah. and, and uh and then yeah and then i also was bumped when like He's just shooting that Gatlin gun into a small room. And I was just like, is he not worried about hitting Morpheus? Because he's going full force. So.
2: Yeah. Very, yeah
1: very... It, said they, it said it was at half it's, speed. It's, I don't know It's, it's believe me it.
0: taking everything too literal <laughs> is the thing. Uh, and I'm aware
1: of that. Um, but that was just what what I, I thought this time. Sure. Sure. Uh, no, I, I get that. I get that. Um, all right. Film facts. The rooftop set that Trinity escapes from early in the film was left over from Dark City oh
0: see, that? okay, okay. This brings up a very good point uh that I wanted to say. Is it well, not point, but like, isn't that period where you're getting those movies like Dark City and The Crow, like the, well, the Crow too? But like, yeah. but but like movies where characters are doubting their reality. Oh, sure, sure, sure yeah. So it's like this. It's like, aesthetically, but yep. it's like, but yeah, yeah aesthetically too. Yeah. But like, but but li- lot like like uh, thematically, it's like this. Memento, um, Dark City, um. I think Strange Days yeah, kind of does Days as sure. well. Um, a lot of those millennium noir mm-hmm. movies, because I remember like Nolan later talked about Inception and how Inception was kind of like inspired by movies like The Matrix and Dark City, and even Memento of like movies where characters are doubting their own reality. I know that Memento has Joey Pants and Carrie Ann Moss, and and in that as well. Um, <laughs> he's so good at
1: Memento, dude. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> he's great in Sopranos too. Yeah, yeah he's they're both guy. they're both great in, yeah. in Memento, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's like kind of that period of like the movies that are like you're coming a new millennium, and 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 it's yeah. stories are about doubting one's mm-hmm. self and place in the world. I
1: wonder if that is world. like the Y two K thing, or like the, we're entering a yeah. new era. And it's like. Well, like what are we you know what's gonna happen? And yeah. it's, it's, it's and it's happening concurrently with like this rise of technology. Exactly, it's this
0: rise of technology. Yes, rise of technology entering a new year. It, it's like it, here's the thing: if you have a rise of technology without a rise of technology, I don't think Y2K happens. Yeah, like in terms of the the fervor of it and the kind yeah. of hype around it is that like it's it happens so fast where people could spread mm-hmm. things online in a way and. Yeah, it's just, there. there's a, it's a, I mean, I was, again, to date me, it's like, I was nine around, like, nine around this point, or eight, really, around this point, so, like, but I still remember just being, like, how, like, technology, everything was happening so fast, and, yeah. like, the, like, people were going online a lot more, and then you watch movies that period kind of showcase that as well, but, yeah, it's like, it, it, you wonder if there was this kind of sense of, like, again, uh, contemplating your place in the world, yeah. and, what does it all mean, and how
1: how small are we in the, in the whole mm. scheme of things? But, the, but I think that central thematic question is like so one of the reasons this movie holds up is because like I it's agree. still relatable today. I agree
0: completely. It's it's still yeah. just as
1: relevant. Yeah, and I We're, think it'll always be relevant. I think it's just an aspect of the human condition. You know? I agree of being of
0: of of finding oneself yeah. in a and craziness basically yeah. is the thing. And and but within within the the um. Just like within the herd is right. kind of the thing, yeah, yeah. Is or just it, a number, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a, and that's the thing is that really, literally, they're just numbers yeah. in the matrix. That's the yeah. whole thing. That's what he sees. At the end is that by the end, it's just he's seeing the code, he's seeing right. the, the, the numbers and everything. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, it's yeah, it's about he he
1: finally separates himself from being a number by the end of it, mm-hmm. is the thing. Um, Another film fact: yes, sir. the sound of the pod containing a human body closing required almost fifty sounds put together. God, yeah. Um, and then, going back to your question earlier, the Wachowskis' love of the for the Chicago Bulls was so strong that they arranged for WB to provide a satellite TV on set so they could watch the nineteen ninety eight NBA Finals. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's the it's the last dance here,
0: baby. <laughs> yeah. Is well, it, like, no, it no? No. Uh, well, no. When does when does Jordan retire? N- ninety eight finals. Let's see. They might just be big basketball fans. Oh no, they are.
1: That's they, they, they what.
0: So yeah, it wasn't just Chicago. Okay, because yeah. because ninety
1: eight. Oh no, no, they they were huge Bulls fans, but they were just ba- you know they're basketball fans in general. Okay, so no, yeah.
0: so what? Okay, it was it was Phil Jackson? So yeah. it was Bulls. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's the last
1: dance. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's it's Jordan's last last finals. Mm-hmm. So it's so, the pu- it's <laughs> the push off. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap early. So wow, that's watch. kind of amazing. <laughs> But it's a place like a satellite. They're date. just like
0: now. I'm just like now. I'm just like which I know didn't happen. Now yeah. I'm just picturing like the Wachowskis and then like Keanu and Kieran Moss, in like full black leather, <laughs> just watching watching sh- watching Jordan shoot over Byron Russell. Image in yeah, that's amazing. Satellite <laughs> that TV, you've seen like and then like so them hating on Carl yeah. Malone or like something.
1: Because what's the time difference on the It's like twelve hours. So I don't. Well, it's I don't like know. a full day. It's yeah, like yeah. a full. It's, oh, it's, it's a full day. Oh, it's it's like.
0: It, yeah it's like a day ahead so like okay. if it's like i feel like right now it would be like
1: 5 p.m 3 three
0: eleven 11 p.m okay i was close
1: well actually i think it depends on where you are in australia It looks like but
0: and now if you're yeah. listening you can tell what time <laughs> we're recording if you add up all, if, you, if you if you know your time if zones, you reverse it you reverse it
1: but yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So like, I wonder what time of day they were
0: watching. <laughs> like, and they're so, a day ahead. Yeah, Man, I'm just yeah. yeah, like, yo, we got to shut this shit down. <laughs> well, your they, your they, Space Jam star is, in a, is, is is doing a game right now. <laughs> no, I'm picturing Michael Jordan in the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, I saw Space Jam 2. It's basically that.
1: <laughs> All right, we can go on to <laughs> Awards. Uh but it's a straight award actor, actress in limited scenes, that kills it.
0: I might go with for, for this, I, I think I might have to go with uh, Gloria Foster as the Oracle.
1: Yeah, I think she's that. in one scene. Yeah.
0: And I think she's great. And she nails it. And it's it's a I mean it's again it's a very it's a big scene. And didn't
1: they have to recast that role or something? Yeah, she, she, passed, she away
0: something? passed away. She passed away after the second one. Oh, okay. And I so she's in the first and she's in the second one. I don't know. Well, I she
1: must have passed because they shot those back-to-back, so she must have passed away while they were shooting it. I guess they are shooting while yeah. they were shooting
0: it. But because I think, I think she talks about in the second one how, like, she's like she was, like, going to, like, the character was going, like, she was going to die. Oh, yeah, die. they wrote that into it. That's right. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. I forgot about that.
0: And then it's, yeah, then it's Mary Alice plays her in The Matrix Revolution. Oh, so it's she, so just not in, Re- yeah, so yeah, so, and then she's not in Resurrections, I guess, is the thing. Um. Right? She's, or there's not... That Oracle's not in the Resurrection, right, right, right? But yeah. But yeah.
1: But they bring in a different actress for uh, the third one, the Revolution. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I have no. I mean, I'm down with that. Uh, Any Potts X Factor Award supporting actor actress that is the most memorable? Joey I think Pants. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Without, question. Without question. Without <laughs> question.
0: Like, like, sure, I could go kirian Moss. Um. But she's also in a lot of scenes. Right? In a lot of yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm. I, I I. wouldn't go Hugo Weaving. I could go Hugo. But yeah. Joey Pants. <laughs> The man is a gift from God. Like that's the thing. Like, like he might play the same role over and over again. Sometimes
1: he never gets old. But God, it's so good. <laughs> he's so good at bound too. Like he's probably the best he's part. He's great bound. Well, no, that's not true. He's not the best part, but he's he's really good at bound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's yeah. the best part, David? Um, <laughs> the sex scene. They wouldn't cut. The <laughs> 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 it's tour de force. honestly <laughs> No, okay, um, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. No, it's. I, I mean, like the the like, he's not the best performer necessarily. The I understand you. <laughs> They're all good. No, they, they, it's like, a really impressive debut. Like what I love.
0: Yeah. What I there's just there's this random thing online about with Joey Pants. Um because i 'cause I've I've watched a lot of documentaries about video stores. And there's this one <laughs> there's this one online, I think called Video World in like Pennsylvania. And like they're they're doing this but, like, oh yeah, we've had like this famous person came in when they were shooting something nearby and like Dante Lewis came here one time Whoa. and they're closed. It's like it's our last day in a uh, character actor joey Pantiano <laughs> is shooting something nearby and joey walks he's like he's like tim tim what's going on like with the coffee and just like yeah yeah it just feels so bad you guys closing like he just like is talking i was like why is he here <laughs> and like, he just pops up this random youtube documentary about this video store and he's just <laughs> but he's so like just he's so genuine and like yeah. he's like there he's like oh, i feel so bad like with everything like, like we're losing places like this like he's so sad for this guy and i was just like <laughs> You know I like you, Joey, just with his Starbucks coffee as he's talking to him, <laughs> and like I don't know if he's ever met the guy before, but he comes in like, "Yo, Tim, where you at?
2: What's going on?"
0: <laughs> so I love him. I love, yeah. him. I love. I love. I. think he's great. Yeah, I'm down. All he's right. great in Baby's Day Out. He's great in The <laughs> Goonies. Yeah, like, don't care.
1: Um. All right. The Gene Hackman MVP Award, the person who carries the movie, director, actor, etc. I think with this. You have to go with the Wachowskis. I agree. Well,
0: I love Keanu. I think the and his dedication, and his dedication right. to it, and like he becomes the face of it. Is yeah. kind of the thing. Uh, it's a big risk for the Wachowskis to make this movie, mm-hmm. as you talk about Bill Pops. So why, why can't we just go from like yeah six to twenty? Yeah, not well, I mean,
1: six it, to uh, sixty. Also, it's like. They wanted to make this first. This is crazy. They just wanted to come off the gate with this. (laughs) I mean,
0: again, no matter how you feel about their movies, they never take small swings. They always take big swings. It's always ambitious. If I don't feel it doesn't succeed as much as some people do, I I think their movies are always massive and are risky. And I think that's something to applaud. And I think Matrix is the best example of it for them where they took a massive risk, yeah. and it paid off, and so and invented
1: a whole IP. And, 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 yeah. in,
0: in, in actuality, and <laughs> I'd say this way, but it's like in actuality, no matter how the rest of their movie, th- their movies did, yeah, they always made The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it was like the, Kevin Smith says, you, you just gotta have that one,
0: <laughs> yeah, that one, and you can have a cr- like, yeah. people will believe in you because you made a movie so groundbreaking as this, and
1: that's what they did with. This I mean, movie. and it's already sort of happened with some of their their more recent stuff or, or yes. later stuff i mean but it's all i think they're going to be one of those you're know, one of those direct well directing pairs in this yeah. case, in this case but that people are going to continue to look back on and be like they were making really interesting work in a time and it, yeah when, and you it, know, yeah. When that wasn't necessarily i think the same thing about Shyamalan. you know mm-hmm. same thing is always taking those big swings so it's like that's going to be the, i think those are going to be the kind of filmmakers that people reevaluate later on you know? i i agree and again it's like, and it's, it's like, already like, kind of happened with speed racer and, and whatnot yeah because so, yeah, people love yeah. speed racer
0: I'm not one of them. And I, I
1: think Cloud Atlas has always kind of had a very I'm a, vocal. You know, I'm group. on the Cloud Atlas yeah, train. I need to revisit it, but uh, I'm on the Cloud. It's always I, had that vocal. Cloud group.
0: Atlas. I was on that train when it first came out, yeah. and I rented it, and I was like, "Is this movie great?" Because <laughs> I think it kind of is, yeah. and people, but not didn't think it was. Um, but and because them and Tom Tom Teicher, yeah, I think I and like it's such an interesting like Hanks performance. It's like or oh, Hanks performances. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant's in it as well, Is and he? yeah, oh. yes, he's. It's like it's it's like in the period when Hugh Grant like wasn't working. Right. That was so weird about it. Um, no, I think it's like if there's issues like, you can talk about, like the the yellow face with Sturgis and certain. So, but like I think it's a it's an achievement and and of ambition. Is it's, it's very ambitious. Yeah, yeah. And that no matter what their films are, they're they're always ambitious, and 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 they they take movies. Uh, May not speed racer, but I again, I can't talk about this. But like even large films, they always have something to say. Sure, sure. Thematically and not just, not just action or yeah, not just, just eye just, candy. Or yeah, like, yeah, I think that.
1: And so, the and that's ma- probably the issue with so many of the films that swim in this in, in the Matrix's wake. They tried to copy the style and not the substance. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's what the
0: Wachowskis bring to it versus a different filmmaker. Right. So. Cool, and then Here. I think that gets
1: us to the final questions. Um, recast it. I, uh, I know we didn't really discuss it You did tell, tell me what to do, so what do you want me to do? Uh, I mean, what would be more interesting, like a modern-day cast or an 80s cast? Or or actually, what if they – well, no, no, because that would be too – I was going to say, what if they actually made it when they wanted to make it in the early 90s? But I don't think – that's too soon. So what if
0: it's the 1950s? No, um, <laughs> oh,
1: we could do the 1950s. <laughs> um, But they probably would have written a novel back in the 1950s instead of <laughs> – because I, I, today's a diff, today's and, 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 difficult... And they sort of, or Lana at least, sort of recasted some of the roles. I don't know the yes, reason. Yes, I mean, you're uh, right, you're right. Certain, yeah, yeah. I, I know there's like with some Morpheus, of the story, yeah, yeah. story reason for it, but yeah. There's um, some story stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll go with... Let's go with the 80s. Okay, cool. Cause, I, I cause think it,
1: that's a in, more interesting, at least like to try to fill the... The idea
0: of it. like Cold War and technology yeah. is
1: also rising very quickly in that era. Yeah. I mean, you still have computers, but it's not like... What and, the internet became. Like I'm
0: thinking yeah. war games. Like I'm yeah, thinking exactly. war games era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me see. Let me go to the. I mean, here's a, here's an easy one for yeah. for for Morpheus. It's it's a it's it's a softball. It's it's Morgan Freeman. I'm down in the 80s because yeah. you got more from like like Lean on Me, and Dry Mist later. But he's also in a clean clean and sober with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, he could be Morpheus. And
1: he's another one of those guys. Like, if he was delivering the sex position, you just, you're just all You in. believe yeah, it.
0: And I think, I think the age matches up as well. I mean, yeah. Lawrence he Fisher might was pretty be pretty young, but he might yeah. be like, like, it might be a 10 year difference. Oh, okay. Who is your Keanu that's not Keanu <laughs> in the 80s? Well, actually, let's go, let's go with, um,
1: Trinity or uh, let's
0: go. With Trinity or what could we do a Joey Pants? Is <laughs> it just Cipher? Joey
1: Pants? It's just Cipher. He.
0: Oh, I'll say that one. I think I might I might have a key on it for for Neo, and it might be at a left field. Might be not a good choice, but we'll come back to that in a moment. <laughs> um. Um. Who is who is my Trinity? I actually, know who'd be really good. Who might be really good here? Um is meg tilly mm. who's in the she's in the big chill yeah yeah, yeah. And she's um uh the the girlfriend of the of the character who commits suicide right, right. is i think she could be carrying moss's character and she didn't do a lot but she kind of has that kind of that quiet confidence if that makes mm-hmm. sense and and she she I think she, and she went again she went in a lot but I think she could have been an interesting pick for for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, who, oh, another one would be good. The, I, this is just me. Malin Stowe, mm. who's in the Last the Mohicans and Twelve yeah, Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. She'd be yeah. I think Malin. Let's go. I want to I go Malin Stowe, who, who's also in the Two Jakes with Meg Tilly. <laughs> I'm gonna go Malin Stowe. I'm down. I, I think I think that's the pick. Okay, and now for Neo, there's a few choices you can go here with this. I'm gonna throw out one. I don't know if he's the right pick, but because he's like a guy doing action stuff, and talk about commitment to a role, and he co-starred with, with Keanu Reeves in a movie, mm. and that's Patrick Swayze. I, I can see it. So I'm gonna say am gonna throw out. I'm gonna say three names: Swayze, Mickey Rourke, oh, Tom Cruise all three would have very different very different <laughs> things
1: i mean I, th- I i thought you were gonna say tom cruise because i mean it, his later dedication to his later dedication and top gun yeah um yeah i mean i think all three are interesting and Rourke has such I a left field pick. in this in this world though yeah you know i kind of would like to see mickey Rourke in this world granted i think he's a hard to sell for like the action stuff yeah well that's for sure yeah, but yeah have you seen year of the dragon i've never seen i seen the, year of the okay. dragon yeah, does he do gunplay stuff in that or it looks he does like a little bit yeah, okay. yeah he does a little bit yeah. well, i mean obviously not flipping over a wall yeah, or yeah. Shit, but he does, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah he does a little bit of that. He does a little bit of that in a johnny handsome okay um
1: I, but I, I like him in this world kind of
0: i forgot i have a poster right there with him on oh. based on it <laughs> I diner in here yeah
1: um it's different i think yeah. all three give very different oh for sure performances yeah that's for sure. Well who do you think would be best with like Madeline Stowe for the the chemistry? You know, because that's like we talked about, that's an important mm. integral, important thing. I mean
0: it's not Cruz. I'm yeah. just gonna say it right, it's not Cruz. Yeah. I think the best of both worlds is gonna be Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, just the best of both worlds is because like I think Rourke would do would do really well on the dramatic side. And I, I'm just wondering, people are like, why would you pick Swayze? But I just feel like Swayze yeah. could get the dramatic side mm-hmm. and the action side. I think Cruise at this point would do the action side. I think – it. I. this is not a dig towards Keanu when I say this. I think – because I think it's different. Cruise has a very different s- style of charisma. I agree. Than Keanu no, does. No, I agree with that, yeah. And I think Swayze could tap more into sure. – as in, like Roadhouse, the like yeah. stoic, quiet character who's still like, yeah, and we know he's strong, we
1: can, and we know he can kick because of Roadhouse, because <laughs> Roadhouse. Granted, this would have been before Roadhouse. But. So I, I yeah.
0: think Swayze and Madeline Stowe. I like that.
1: I like that. That, and you, I think their chemistry would work.
0: And Morgan Freeman yeah. is a very interesting trio <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> who would direct it
1: though? And like maybe like a, a, a who would direct it? Yeah. Oh, I guess were you gonna say Agent Smith or were you gonna say? Uh,
0: I didn't thinking of Agent oh, okay. Smith. Um, I was gonna say like his Joey pants, like Bill Murray or something. <laughs> that would be fun. That yeah. could be fun. <laughs> but he might be a little too. You know what I we'll would do for Agent Smith? I'm gonna go left field again. I'm gonna say Michael Keaton. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna say Michael Keaton because I think Michael Keaton could play that that role. It'd be very different.
1: But, uh, but he would give that same kind of, um. Yeah. I don't know the word for it. Um.
0: He might be too comedic, like,
1: like, but I think you could do like the rigidness and like the, yes. the roboticness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I think it's it's very different, but I think Keaton would be very interesting in that role. I agree. Um,
1: yeah, I like that. Yeah,
0: maybe Gilbert Gottfried for Joey Pants character. <laughs> I like
1: that. <laughs> but I can't
0: Gilbert Gottfried.
2: <laughs> Look at this steak. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's I got, yeah. So, so, but we'll go Swayze for Neo, Malin Stowe for Trinity, Morgan Freeman for Morpheus, Michael Keaton for <laughs> Agent Smith, and Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> for Cipher. Uh, that's kind of a joke, but kind of serious.
1: <laughs> he would just be Joey Pants dialed, oh, or to like, is it Joe well, Pesci? Is it like Joe? Oh, Pesci uh, that may be fun. Let's do that'd Joe Pesci. Fun. Let's do yeah. Joe. Let's <laughs> go real on
0: character actor right there, Joe, Joe Pesci.
1: That'd be fun. Okay, I like that. But who
0: would direct it though? That's my question. Oh yeah, directing.
1: <sighs> is it safe to say Ridley Scott because of Blade Runner? I like that. I mean I was also thinking like Terry Gilliam maybe cuz of Brazil but
0: Terry Gilliam yeah and like but I, it'd be a little I dead. I would I, w- I, w- I want to say Tony but I think Tony would go more action heavy For sure. Um I think Ridley would be interesting he would trying to try to balance it. Interesting yeah. to do or you get
1: real crazy and go Peter Weir <laughs> I was gonna say John Woo, like an John early, Moore, yeah. early American. Now we're so. just, we're, I know we're just naming people right now. <laughs> but like,
0: I'm just like, cause Peter Weir would get the epicness of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's for him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think the safe bet is really Scott. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads us to how. I should take it back, James Cameron.
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. It's James Cameron.
1: Fuck yeah. it. It's James, James Cameron. Cameron. Sorry. Yeah, it's just question. Cameron. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. My apologies right are, after Terminator. My apologies everyone that yeah. It's right after like
0: Aliens yeah. or something. Yeah. It's James Cameron. Okay. All right. On.
1: So we'll uh, go to the next question. Uh, does this film fit into any other genres, do you think?
0: I mean, we dystopian, sci-fi. Yeah. I, I cyberpunk? Say, cyberpunk? I mean, it's cyberpunk. more of an aesthetic, I, no, I, would I guess. would say cyberpunk. Yeah. I think it fits into cyberpunk. Even yeah. though it, know, it's aesthetic, I think that's kind of you can say. It's yeah. genre. It's kind of like a noir thing. I said millennium noir, where it's the kind of like tech noir aspect, but also like questions of doubt and future and of um, course action i mean action for yeah. sure um uh, is it a fish out of water story
1: hmm. i mean it is like the hero's journey kind of thing so it is very that, much the uh, hero's yeah. journey so is i mean a i thing. guess that makes sense
0: because like he's entering yeah. a new world is right, kind of the right, thing. Right. Um, it's very much here it's, it's kind of your typical hero right. journey is the thing um but uh yeah those are kind of the ones Cool, I would say.
1: And then, how or are you supposed to ask it, or am I supposed to ask? You're supposed that? to ask. It, okay. Yeah. And then, how do you think this film fits into this month's genre?
0: I mean, it has the idea of like, again, the the, the strong thematic elements of what you're doing of like creating a like finding yourself within this world. Um, again, creating again uh, a it is. I don't know. I don't want not say it's. I guess it's somewhat post apocalyptic where an event has happened. That has made these societies pop up, this like last society kind of pop up, um, and fight against the machines. And that's the other thing too with like dystopian stuff, we might see more of. Maybe not, but like with Terminator, it's kind of this is like the idea of artificial intelligence kind of coming in and taking over mm-hmm. technology becoming out of control and we can't right. handle it. And that's what results in um in 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 this new society. Um yeah, it's different. I I think the the MAC elements what the strongest point of it. Weirdly, is is the idea of like comparing it to seconds. It's like finding yourself within this mm-hmm. changing world or different world is the thing. Because um, you don't really ha- you don't in this case you don't have a totalitarian government or something take over, but you have the idea of like a, a unknown entity watching over everything. Yeah, and and
1: essentially using human beings for. Like it, it's all not necessarily a next step in evolution, right? But it's like they are using human beings as batteries, right? So it's yes, like, <laughs> so that's it's like fuel. They, yeah, they've they've just taken like they just completely enslaved, you know, yeah. humanity. So it's like, Ex- exactly, so it's not yeah. necessarily like a government force, but it is a a uh, a force. Like a, it is a force that's taken over yeah, in yeah. some way. Um, and I think you you nailed something earlier too when you said like this concept of like where can't you're using dystopian narr- uh, dystopian narrative to explore like. Things that might be going wrong in current society, current society, and like maybe a potential path that we could go if we make the wrong choices. Yes, or, it's pretty. It's yeah. kind
0: of it's it's in a way somewhat predicting what our future could yeah. hold if we don't change course in Correct, some way. Yeah. And the idea of like everyone being online and mm-hmm. and kind of disconnecting from the world yeah. and. Creating a different version of us, but also asking the question: Is the version of us online our real self, right. or the person in in life,
1: real self? I mean, it's really fascinating they dealt with all this, but like before social media, because yeah. it's like, it, I mean, it it is its own matrix, in yeah. Way, you know, because he because he yeah. says yeah.
0: Uh, beginning when when they're talking with Neo, it's like uh, and 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 one you have two lives, Mister Anderson, right, right. And one life you're a loyal employee that's been doing great work for here yeah. and for this long, and this and that, and then your other life you're. Yeah the illegal hacker named neo and one, and, future, you know? and one of these lives has a future and one of these future. it's very much like yeah a, of who are we really mm-hmm. and that's the idea that the internet kind of came in and kind of like said like maybe this is actually showing our real selves this right is the thing so yeah, yeah it adds a lot of questions but it, yeah so but that's all that's the whole lot of stuff in this movie yeah i mean i think that's i think that about sums just, as, as well as that sums up the matrix <laughs> as, as well as that sums up the matrix as best we can. We can. <laughs> Messiah, religious aspects, yeah. and
1: uh, the the trans narrative aspects. Yeah, uh, well,
0: it's, it's again yeah. finding oneself yeah. is the whole thing, and, and I'll, 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 all that all that stuff we're talking about goes under that umbrella of finding oneself in yeah. many different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we're talking about. Waterworld. I'm excited. I'm excited. I gotta write it. <laughs> you're gonna find out you're you're all gonna hear a lot of stuff about Waterworld. That's all I gotta tell you. <laughs> about Brandon Sparks' history with Waterworld. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> um uh be sure to check out our Patreon. We'll be doing some I think some dystopian stuff this month as well. Um we're doing La Jetée, which is the original uh short film that kinda kind of is kind of an early dystopian kind mm. of story and I've actually way. never seen it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I think. I wonder if it's streaming. It used to be on Criterion. It's, it is on Criterion. Yeah, yeah, I checked yeah. It. It, was, it was. I wonder if they actually gave it a release at some point.
1: I think it's on. Uh, I don't know if it's on Brazil. It's on. It's on one of their releases. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. As, as a special feature, if I'm not mistaken, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing that. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and and be sure to check out our recent interview with Paul Hirsch. That was our main. That's not Patreon. That was our main episode, but it was a special episode. So check it out if you can. Um, that's all we have here in the matrix if you have any questions for us feel free to contact destination podcast at gmail.com send us your questions and comments and if you're a new listener of the show or a fan of the show and for some reason you haven't subscribed to us be sure to do so as soon as possible so you can stay up to date on our new episodes you can subscribe to our show on our podcast spotify google podcast or ever your podcast and if you haven't already be sure to rise here if you preferred podcast platform you know get online with your like whatever your username is like neo and <laughs> with your real self and Give us your real opinions of our show. Follow just, the White Rabbit just, to the
1: Sinonation review page.
0: Yeah, follow your, Yeah, but just give us five stars. <laughs> say it sucks, and you can say five stars, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, show us your true self, is all I'm saying. Um, and finally, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, uh, I guess Twitter, X, Twitter X, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, anyway... David, thank you for joining me as always. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And thank you all for listening. We hope you listen to more episodes soon.
2: Bye.